0: And welcome to Baited Expectations. I'm Pi by Pi and I'm joined by Kitten, Cat, Noodle, Valina and Brittle Knee, And we will be talking about the new 315 expansion with uh, Expeditions and all of the really lovely patch notes that have impacted our way of life as Path of Exile players. Uh, before we get started, please remember to like, comment, subscribe, follow any of those in engagement verbs that are applied to the platform that you're using to consume this content anyways let's start off I have a bunch of league start builds and whatever else you've managed to get done to talk about and we can start with BK how has your league start been and what have you been playing?
1: League start was fairly interesting I um, didn't get as far as I initially wanted to on day one. But on day two, I was able to push through with my plan. I started Lighting or lightning Trap Mines because I wanted to like have a backup plan in case... It's the first time I'd started like an actual with the intention of playing a new skill. So my, my target skill at the time was Blade Trap, but I really wanted to play Poison Blade Trap specifically because Dot Traps and Mines have a lot of nifty and neat interactions, especially with on-kill effects, because even though you're doing damage by proxy via Trap or Mine, um, damage over time is always calculated as you. So onslaught on kill, phasing on kill, uh, tailwind on kill, elusive on kill. All of these tools become open to you as a miner or a saboteur, rather. Um, and that's not usually the case. So the excuse to play another dot trapper. I was really excited because I played um, bleed mines in Harvest League. Had a blast, and I thought this was like, all right, well, if we did bleed mines, then we'll do poison traps. That makes a lot of sense, right? Um so I pushed to like eighty-four, eighty-five, got all the gear ready, switched over and went yuck <laughs> because Blade Trap hadn't got the it, it, it ended up eventually getting a upgrade of uh, to the radius or something like that. But the clear was awful. And pretty much it like it felt okay in certain single target instances, especially with bosses that had really large hitboxes. But for like clearing trash and everything like that, it felt horrible. Which I'm so glad that the guide and stuff that I put out, like, included, like, the backup plan of, all right, it's like, if it sucks, you can take Lightning Trap Mines in this direction instead, and still have a workable build that you can transition to full Lightning Traps later. And um, so I got to Lightning Trap really awful, went back to Lightning Trap Mines. And kind of was like in this purgatory for a couple of days for reasons that we'll get into later when we discuss the actual uh, league mechanic. But like only a couple of days after I like threw the talent and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and give it some radius buffs. And I was like, what? Because I'd already just spent my currency, you know, like I'd spent all the currency getting the poison stuff day one, which is always expensive. And then blew what less left I had, getting my, like, tree back into some sort of, like, elemental-ish sort of, you know, looking thing so that I could actually kind of do damage and progress into, like, yellows and reds. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of disheartening. But I ended up deciding to actually full lean into the meme that is uh, Lightning Trap Mines and actually put, like, the full workable build together. So we've, like, embraced it at this point in time, and so it's actually, like, we've done some mana scaling, so we're using Arcane Cloak with it, and, like, that's the defensive layer. So what we've essentially done is extrapolate the idea that's just kind of, like, a funny idea and made it a one-button build. So if you have, like, issues with either, like, existing RSI or, um... like just any sort of issue that sort of like limits your ability to play with lots of keystrokes or whatever uh you could now play this trapper you have my attention because it is a one-button build <laughs> my
0: my fucking hands are on fire right now
1: yeah so i was really proud of that i mean i don't know what its damage is in the end game but we're doing we're working on our t14 to tier 16 conquerors now killing him pretty easily and the gems aren't even level 20 yet because I kind of switch stuff back around again and I'm really stubborn about buying gems I like to level them and flip them myself um, so like once everything hits twenty twenty, like, I think it'll be pretty darn good but that's been that part of the league start for me
0: uh, before we move to the others I just wanted to echo my sympathies I had a similar RSI problem well I have ongoing RSI issues and I found it really hard to play this, the first, like the opening weekend and stuff, because my hands have been really sore. And honestly, I have had health problems. So yeah, I, I just wanted to yeah. say, you ain't alone. Not that you ever thought you were.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it later. But this is actually the first time in 15 leagues that I've had RSI.
0: Oh, Lord. And okay. I've, we'll, we'll i on it.
1: Mines same. and all sorts of stuff before in league start situations. It's really good. Uh, it's really something this league. Mm,
0: okay. Uh, that's going to get juicy. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but I'm also excited. <laughs> All right. Let's talk to Noodle about your starter build and how your league started. Yeah. Went. So I was
2: kind of looking at some of the new skills, and I don't know. There's a lot of them that I just couldn't really figure out what way was going to be the best way to do it so I decided hey you know what sounds fun is totems that are jumping so I decided to go consecrated path uh, earthbreaker chieftain totems but I have a problem playing totem builds because I like to feel like I'm involved with the action and I can't just let my totems do everything I don't enjoy that So I think I've sort of scuffed the build by not dedicating to either full, just me doing consecrated path or like having them be there as well. So it was getting me through everything pretty well until about red maps. And then it definitely started petering off and I'm having to figure out if I'm going to go like full strength stacking for my uh, Brutus's lead sprinkler uh, element, you know, or if I'm going to try to craft some really good mace outside of that or what I'm going to do, but Really, I'm looking for other builds, but I kind of can't do another build until I get all of the lore and it's an actual metric fuckton of stuff to get. And not only that, I've been getting logbooks. I've probably done, um, if I had to guess, somewhere around 25 logbooks at this point, maybe more than that. Um, And... I'm just trying to get all of the lore from it. So I've actually made like a cheat sheet in Excel for how you can try to get lore based on what Danik says and then making sure that you're actually blowing up the area and I'll kind of explain that process. But I'm a little bit stuck in that I can't really switch builds until I get all of that because like the remaining two bosses that I haven't done, Olroth and and Uhtred, are both i think above level seven uh item level not item level area level 75 so it's not like i can just switch to another build so i'm feeling a little little trapped if you will um but in general like once i got to consecrated path for earthbreaker totems it was good really good honestly up until about red maps but uh I think it took me like an hour to get through act one, which was a little wild for a league start. I was it was more just like I was trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to uh you know, complement the build uh tree that I've already planned out in the meantime until I can get all the way to getting consecrated path, which isn't until like twenty-eight or thirty-one or something. It's like, oh gee. I don't know. It's been all right. I actually like the mechanic a lot more than I thought I would. In terms of the actual mechanic itself i still think it's convoluted but it's not as slow as i thought it would be so i've been enjoying it well
0: that sounds pretty fun um i've seen them i've seen the slimy totem boys they look pretty good actually and they are very amusing and that is as
2: we know my number one <laughs> goal in a path of XL build is does this Entertain me and the answer is yes, but also I'm I'm having a hard time with like conquerors and red maps at this point. Like I can do them, it's just harder.
0: <laughs> can we I mean honestly, the the game difficulty has been turned up and some of us here are Pepega. Um so you know, congratulations on making it to red maps because we're not all supposed to be able to do that anymore.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: I'm not. I'm not bitter. I'm, I'll get into my stuff in a sec, um, and we'll get into that in a in a in a two secs. We have Vel to hear from first, but I just wanted to congratulate myself because I actually called it when they first revealed that you could leap slam them totems. I was like, "Oh, Noodle's going to do this totems," and she did this. So, it's the way. I mean, I've done
2: flame dash totem traps before, so mm-hmm. I had to. It's anyway,
0: compelled. All I, all I really do this for is so I can pat myself on the back. No, I'm really off today. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Vel, what was your league start and how did it go? And I know you've got all other stuff to go into as well. So. I have
3: so many, so many things have happened.
0: Yes, please uh,
3: tell us what you've been up so to So many lately. things have happened. <laughs> okay, so I started with my Guardian Storm brand. Made it to Act 9, but in Act 8, I got an Exalt. So then the next day, I decided on my Ice Crash Raider. So I re-leveled the next day another character. So the first one, the, the Stormbrand is 60-something. He's ready for maps. The Ice Crash is 90-something. She's doing good. And now I have a level 77 uh, Ascendant concoction concoction build I hear people don't like concoction but it's actually really poggies okay and I'm popping off talk and about I love that it. more please uh, uh what the poggies concoction yes the pogcoction everybody's Co-coction? saying it's
0: a bag of you guys it's see just because they don't know how
3: to build it alright they don't know how to build it it's so like oh it's a big bag of dicks just get good you should poke. god forehead <laughs>
0: Okay, but seriously, how did you make it good?
3: But really, it's actually like... (laughs) I can't actually guarantee if it's going to turn out good. Like, right now, it feels really fucking good. I'm like a Pathfinder, Berserker, Ascendant. Fucking sucks to level Ascendants, dude. It sucks, but I got her to level 77 in 14 hours, so... I'll take that and uh, her gearing is almost done. She costs like nothing. And uh, she's really good. She's 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 popping off. I'll have to tell you more about how how she does. Like she has shotgun damage. She uh, is major burning damage. She just she's just really. I don't know. She's just working out for me. She's just she's just working out for me right now. Like at this point in time, I can't see how she's not going to scale to do Maven, et cetera, et cetera, just fine. Um, but you'll find out in like three days when I actually get her to that point.
0: So where are you? At? And uh, my brain isn't catching up. Where are you up uh, to? I work? said
3: my three builds. I also did the Po Royale Twitch Rivals, which was a. F- Fucking bloodbath, mate. Let me just tell you how destroy everybody I ran into. One time I ran into Mathel and I thought he was going to kill me and he just ran from me. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> we both just ran from each other. You know, I was like, Oh, thank Jesus Christ. It was just terrible. It was, Oh my God. It was really intense. Like I just got anxiety thinking about running into Dead and Doom again. Cause he's killed me th- three times, like four times. It was so bad. It was so bad. Dendum Doom had the biggest uh, it's like he singled me out I felt. It's not true but it felt that way man. He just killed so many people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, oh I did. I recently did my first ever charity stream for sick kids. Where 100% of the proceeds went to sick kids through StreamLab charity. And we raised $1641 and I am just so elated for that because sick kids means a ton to me so i'm just like i'm i'm really i'm just i cannot believe how generous you guys have been and how appreciative i, I like i am so utterly grateful that you guys were we so generous to them like
0: thank you guys it, <laughs> okay Did you want to talk about why sick kids mean a lot to you or you can leave it oh <laughs> uh, well it means a
3: lot to me because not only is it a organization who is who helps The betterment of children, children's medicine and innovation to what they need. Because let's face it, even though I don't like kids, they're our future. So like we should probably give them all the advancement and what they need. But even more so, uh, my best friend in the whole world has very, uh, really, really bad type one diabetes. She's been in five diabetic comas, including when she was a child, and sick kids took her in every time and uh up till like past when she was 18 once you're a kid with sick kids they just they just bring you back so it's like it means it means a lot it, it means a bunch so not only is it good for the kids but it also personally affected me as well
0: um i i'm gonna say this because my i'm a little awkward um and that's going to be the theme for this episode uh <laughs> the Thing with like sponsored streams or charity streams is that sometimes there can be like a weird overlap with them and then people don't always know how much of that charity Mm -hmm. money is getting through to the organization. Yeah. Um so I'm always like, oh, I've never heard of that charity before and then I always look it up because I'm a bit skeptical when I see of course naturally them and I hadn't heard of sick kids, so thank you for explaining who they are to me. Um Mm -hmm. I had honestly not had a chance to look it up yet. Um and also, congratulations. They're
3: like, they're like the, one of the number one children's uh, research and health centers of the world. And they're based in my city. And uh, not only that, but specifically, Stream Labs charity gives 100%. They don't take a cut of it at all. So there's Aww. no, you know how other places have a back end cut? Stream That's Labs takes, uh, doesn't take any of it. Yeah, because so it's-, it's totally, yeah.
0: There's, like, I'm pretty sure there's a business that goes around contacting streamers and, like, sponsoring them to run charity they events. Went- and I'm like, I don't begrudge you guys because this is a hard way to make a living, so do what you got to do to make money. But uh, they also yeah. tend to operate a lot in North America. And yeah, those opportunities are not, like, afforded to a lot of Australian streamers. So, like, rest of us, when um, we get started like not in the POE community, but I'm going to say like in the Twitch ANZ community, when you get started trying to do charity streams, you um, generally just pick a cause. And if it's available on Tiltify, then you're all, "G, let's go, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although Tiltify, having said that, you have to like pay a bunch of money to set that up. And there's a whole fucking nightmare when we had the bushfires last year. Um, people were trying Mm -hmm. to raise money for the organizations who were supporting that. And all of our state fire groups are all like well behind the times. Like they accept donations, but they just have like a page on their website where you just like, of course credit card or something. It's like a geo cities website. Yeah. Yeah. Like all those things. (laughs) and They they don't even have like GoFundMe pages or any of that stuff. And if you are running a charity stream for that, you can like get into a lot of legal issues because if you're accepting the donations through your PayPal and then making a big donation, then it's actually don't do that. I'll explain further in not yeah something yeah, podcast um themed yeah. 10 out of 10, if you're listening to this and you've ever thought about running a charity stream, do not ever accept don't the do charity that. donations mm-hmm. yourself. You will really mess up your, uh, uh, what's the word? Legal life. Yes. Your life. And also PayPal. Don't we'll mess your life up. PayPal will notice. Don't do that. Don't mess your life up. Okay. But that I will say great, this. Great.
3: Uh, that one that, that one charity, the one person that you're talking about, that one organization that I guess I'm not going to say their name because I don't know. I feel like I should, but I won't. But anyway. I've genuinely
0: forgotten their name right now. It's like erased uh, from my mind.
3: Should I, should I say it or should I just type it to you? Anyways, they came, they went behind my agencies back to contact me through discord to try to get me to sign up with them because my agency said no to them and so they went behind their back and i was like i don't think th- i don't think you should be talking to me directly through discord i don't know who you are and i get frankly incredibly uncomfortable when anybody comes to me with anything <laughs> Like i just so I have awful. these people for a reason <laughs> they are i don't like to do these the interactions I like to just be a hermit in my hovel. And they're like, would you like this? And I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) basically.
0: Uh, I just had to lock Uh, everything down recently because I got sick of receiving like unsolicited discord DMs. Yeah. And that was like people sponsoring. Oh, that was all kinds of things. Anyways, um, you've had a really exciting couple of weeks.
3: It's been a wild couple of weeks, dude. I'm, I'm exhausted.
0: I didn't realize how... It feels like it's been such a long time since we talked because we went so, like, so many episodes close together. Or well, like we went two episodes close mm-hmm. together. Anyway. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like a lot. It was a fun there was league There's a lot that's been
3: happening. There's been a lot that's been happening in the league launch of changes and so many things. Hmm
0: okay well we'll get into that in a second i i unfortunately have to impress upon you what i've been doing during league start um yes. but that's okay because it's brief <laughs> uh okay so i did my usual routine of like try to get as far as i can before i eventually eventually collapse from exhaustion and that that time point can vary um I started with a lightning trap build, uh, lightning trap saboteur. I find lightning traps super comfy. I said I was going to do lightning trap in like the first two podcasts when we were talking about leaks, like this league and how it was. I was just like, okay, well I just kind of want to be having an easy clear and traps haven't changed. Um, the build ended up switching before the end of, uh, campaign to arc traps instead, which I haven't played before. Um, but the, like, tree's almost the same. The tree would have had pierce on it before if I had have thought that one through and actually added pierce in some kind of way. Um, don't level lightning sharp without pierce. Like, under <laughs> any circumstance. You need a source of pierce, scaling, some kind of pierce, pierce support, pierce and tree, something like that. Okay? Um, don't be me. <laughs> don't mess up. <laughs> or do. I mean, like, you can make mistakes in this game. That's fine. Um... Yeah, so right now I am stuck on, like, an infinite loop of dying at level 82, and my Valar Trap, Arc Trap Bro, um, I'm scaling, like, Evasion, and I keep picking remnants that mean that I can't evade things, so it's real fun. Oh, who oh. Noodle, I just saw you react really hard
2: to that. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> No, I I think we can all. We've all probably hit one. I've done a couple. I actually did an entire logbook where I accidentally did immune to fire damage and I was so mad. I almost <sighs> quit stream. I was just like. Okay. My, my boyfriend, when I came out of the room, was just laughing because I was like.
0: Just you're screaming. angry at yourself, but you're also angry at the yeah. game because it. In, I only started doing log okay well we'll segue into the logbook thing for a sec, but like I only started doing logbooks yesterday. I'd been like storing them up and I was like, man, I gotta run these before we do the show because I don't know what it's like to run them. Um, so I ran them all yesterday and like these are low level like 69 to 74 uh, logbooks, but some of the areas are so like rigid with their layout that you can't path any other way. And then there's like a remnant in the middle of that doorway. And that remnant is the thing that you can't like afford to have. And I don't know, I was tired 30 something hours without sleep. So I was like, oh, I could just try to like bunny hop over the top of it. But I don't know. I find the like distance between and the way that that's all calculated really (laughs) Uh, we'll get into that very very shortly i i just wanted to sort of revisit a topic before i uh, before we move on to the overall mechanic and the feeling is 315 um so Val, you said you were in the twitch rivals and you played some battle royale in path of exile yes. and dead and Dune specifically mm. targeted you Kidding. Yeah,
3: kidding totally. absolutely listening like to the audio. He, he totally, yeah, he totally knew uh, where I was immediately in the map, and he was like, She's she's gonna, gonna kill me, so I better you. deal with her first. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dead and doom, absolutely. Stream sniping me, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's just like so fast. It made me realize that um if you don't race, you don't know dick all right (laughs) that's just the fact about trying to speed and grab and change things on demand and what's the best skill and this guy's got whirling blades and you're dead because now you're bleeding and he's just whirling all over your body (laughs) okay (laughs) it's just just so intense for every one of us non like pure like uh, we go fast sometimes but then not so fast. Like the racers go fast, <laughs> and they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And fast. absolutely decimated us. You are part-time fast. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah, we're part-time fast. Watching, um, watching. Oh God, who who was it? Who was it that took took the win for Havoc. a second from Havoc and- from Havoc? And no, Havoc won, but there was that Alk? moment, and hey. I, it's not. It's not. I feel like it's not Karn for the life of me right now, and I'm gonna like regret the fact that I can't remember. But they okay, were denied. So, this Havoc's is, a, this team is your- and and Carve's team was denied, and it was the most glorious denial I've ever witnessed in my. It, it was a Ty Ty Elk that got no because I then was it Ty Ty Elk and then Havoc. And uh, and what Waggles team, playing? and then they got to den- Manny. Manny, no Manny, absolutely decimate. That's it. I knew. I knew the yeah decimated that that win. It would have been the win, and it, oh man, it was glor- It was absolutely glorious. It was it was set up to be. I want to say havoc or Alex at the time, and then he killed them both right at the end. I watched.
0: I and think those, I watched they, one round where um, it was beautiful. I forget who it was, but somebody just like allowed their teammate to just die.
3: Sometimes you just got to let them die. You know, you just got to keep
0: going. They're like the, like there somebody was a really came good... over and killed them, and they were just like, "I'm going." There you
3: there was a really solid strat with the duos where one person would just be more tanky and then the other person would stand back with their divine ire or ball lightning and utterly murder you off screen before you even had a chance. then the tanky person with whirling blades all over your body. So now you're bleeding, you can't run. And then they're like,
0: divine <laughs> ire, bitch. So <laughs> It was so good. It was Needless so good. to say, duos is actually really cool. And we can't wait yeah. to see that implemented in our version of the game. Yes.
3: Yeah, and I they took out whirling we- blades because it's too op.
0: The, I have. I must admit, I think mm-hmm. I may be similar to Noodle and BK here. But please feel free to chime in. I haven't played the new Royale since it came back since like pre-launch weekend. Like I haven't played it. Oh. Um, I'm still operating on the memory of Roa dinners from was it three four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I love that path of. Ro- um path of royale is here can i call it that is it Path of yeah Mm -hmm. yeah path of royale is here um because it's so cool to have like two totally unrelated game modes but like seeing the elements of path of exile in this entirely new light i guess like it's an entire it's it's like reading something you know with a different lens in front of it or something i don't know i i'm not articulate with words right now anyway
3: yeah the the one thing is Duos was very buggy. Uh, we had to reset many times because people would spawn a screen apart. And then you'd have this guy in the middle just like... <laughs> <laughs> Some middle guy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, j- exactly. It- <laughs> it's so dangerous. He probably felt equally worried, though. Honestly.
1: Because he about so, to be yeah. a sandwich.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which part of the sandwich <laughs> do you want to be? That's the question. It's hard
1: to tell...
0: i don't know why but you guys said something about sandwiches and there's like a gift that i saw on twitter of um what's that really angry chef's name the british one angry gordon ramsay yes him um oh idiot sandwich yes putting two pieces of bread on either side of a woman's head and then saying what are you and then she says i'm an idiot sandwich
3: (laughs) yes anyway do i have a grilled cheese to show you after this (laughs)
0: okay we all we all laughed silently uh, okay um right before we move on from this I, I was gonna ask bk um as somebody who's organized a lot of competitive path of exile stuff in the past and i don't know if you had too much involvement with the rivals thing or any at all or if you have any plans to do any path of royale stuff going forward or you know hazy ideas about that um, what do you think about this as a like alternative esports direction for PoE?
1: I'm excited it exists in the implication that they have at least somebody there working on it because they've done they've like turned around and introduced heroes to it they've done a balance pass on it and they're like fine-tuning things on a pretty respectable timeline for something that they're like eh, we'll just throw it up for a couple weekends and see if you like it so while it's not necessarily the racing seasons that we were hoping for the racing events like descent champions and otherwise that we're really hoping that come back it's still a step in the direction to that even if it's not that right now. And the fact that they're actually dedicating time and person energy to this is, is exciting in that regard. Um, as far as the Twitch Rivals thing, um I got contacted for it and I was like, he's like, Oh, do you wanna be on a team? And I'm like, Look, listen, I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but here's a list of all of our qualified racers. I oh like 'cause God. they 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 the guy had sent an email to me but hadn't sent one mm-hmm. to Havoc. And I was like, Wait, "What? Yeah." What? And Shame. I, and, like that <laughs> night, I was like, "Yo, you got this uh Twitch Rivals stuff?" And he was like, "No." And I'm like, "Well, I'll just be sure to pass this guy over to you." And so, <laughs> oh like, I just God. sent them a whole. Like, I couldn't ever tell who was like actually at the reins of this. I mean, it it seemed to have come together towards the end. Well, at some point, whether it was GGG stepping in or one Maybe. of the other organizers or something, but like. I was worried at first, because when they contacted me and Havoc had no clue what was going on, I was like, this is not good. So I did what I could, and uh, the responses I got back to the information I sent the person weren't very encouraging, but in the end, it worked out. That's um, good. That's- <laughs> it seemed like it was a fun event for everyone. And oh. So, yeah, like, I mean having a bunch of eyes and doing a event like that is always like really like beneficial to the POV scene in general. And right now the speedrunners are not very happy with the mm-hmm. state of the game. I wanted to segue uh, into that. So Royale right now is for the most part, I think kind of like the balm for those wounds <laughs> because there's a like act one progression is super rough now. And there's a lot of implications down the line. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was, you know, I had every intention of throwing another speedrunning season. But right now, all of the speedrunners are not enjoying the game. There's been, like, public statements, I think, put out by both Exile and Tai Tai, who are our first and foremost, our our top speedrunners. And, uh, yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen as far as the short-term format stuff that I'm usually in charge of. So we'll see. maybe it's just like royale stuff for a little bit
3: they contacted us you two like the we didn't have any time to practice because they're like the next weekend but it was closed off that weekend because the league started Mm. and then the weekend after that not even the weekend after that we just had to do it so if you didn't do it the weekend it first came out you were fucked (laughs) Like it was. You didn't know. Yeah. Guess what? I didn't because I was playing Final Fantasy. Because I didn't know I'd be invited to a Twitch rivals. Because I'm like, what? Okay. (laughs) You know.
1: Yeah. The whole the whole thing was very strange. From like (laughs) it was. The perspective of someone oh. that's done this like somewhat professionally for a while now having been like the main puppeteer and organizer behind like the big awakener race when that happened. Mm, like, I I've that, I've done these large scale events before and so it was just really weird. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing yeah. how hap ha- like happened ha- happen slash? I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Happen slashed. But it was, it was a mess, really.
0: Yeah, yeah well, you got yeah. you so, just it, called him out and i'm i'm you know i'm proud of you listen I, i'm dubious <laughs> it was their first I'm, time i am dubious of, <laughs> well, the, of the twitch yeah of certain uh, things, twitch of organizational certain things stuff. there's gonna
1: be um no i mean i just i think it's the same thing we had this sort of thing happen with the beat race that happened what was it two years ago now three years ago um, it was one of the ExileCon golden ticket races and it was another example of like an esport or a larger company coming into POE space and not really essentially understanding how it works. Like yeah, but- how the game works, how our smaller community fits within the larger game, who the main contenders are, and the fact that like it's not exactly a directory that's gonna be something that's very easy to tell by metrics. Um mm-hmm. Because if they're pulling something like Watch Hours, for example, I can understand why I would be invited over Havoc, because I I stream more consistently. Um, I stream for the entire league, and so by something like a metric that Twitch would care about, which is Watch Hours, yes, of course I would get that invitation, but if they knew PoE, then (laughs) they would know immediately that I don't get that invitation, and Havoc does. So it you should be consulted. (laughs) You (laughs) know,
0: For organizational you know what they did. purposes,
3: they they had the similar rules to what they do for FPSs, and Crip was like, "I'm not going to shut off my stream to put on a three minute stream delay when I'm doing a subathon." And we're all like, "Yeah, that makes total sense." And also, who the hell is going to stream snipe Poe royale? Because like that would be difficult. I feel <laughs> I feel <laughs> that be all right. All right, I'm just enough watch happening what on they're screen, doing. man. I can't look at another there one. There was so. It was too much happening on. So they, but they, they did. They had, like, they just copy-pasted some plans, and we were like, all of us were like, time out, time out. What's it about a delay? At least <laughs> they were
0: responsive round? to you and, like, actually took into mm. consideration you guys' feedback. Well, no,
3: not to me. Not to me. To, to like, Crip <laughs> and the others. You know, there was others voicing their concern, but partic- I mentioned Crip because he was doing a subathon, so, you know.
0: I mean, the, <laughs> like, royal, the royal you? Is that a thing? The, the big ro- you? Thou? No. Ro- actually, it is you, not thou. Anyway, um, not important. I'm going to... All right. Okay, noodle may thou? know what I'm talking. Th- no, thou is actually, like, singular you, and then you is, like, plural you, if, I th- thust, if I'm correct. Thus, thus, thus,
2: Don't rope me into this. I don't know what's going on. I'm so
0: sorry! Oh, <laughs> okay, let's, like, let, let's leave the royale thing, because there's so much more to get into. Um... Is, wait, any final closing statements on where you guys think Royale is at or what you'd like to see what it would take for uh, you to play if you haven't played it yet?
2: Noodle? All I What's hope that? is that like they don't take the current numbers and, and use that to justify if they should do it later in the league because that's when I plan on playing. Mm. I plan on doing it when I've gathered all my lore. Like I can't take a full weekend or even like a day of the weekend to go play Royale right now. So I'm not counting in numbers, but I'm still interested in playing it. And I hope that they're not like just looking at numerics to say whether or not it's successful and worth keeping. Because I think I, I think a lot of people are probably going to, you know, play the league <laughs> and then try Royale yeah. uh, once they're mm-hmm. done with what they want to do in the league. Like even if they... Yeah. You know, even if they want to play Royale now, they might be in more of a situation like mine where it's like, okay, well, let me get everything done that I want to do there. And then I'll have this other thing.
0: If I recall correctly, when they said that uh, Royale was coming back, they said that they're planning on running it every weekend for the whole league. So they're going to have really nice like sets of data for what, like 12 sessions, essentially.
1: Yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. targeting like when it would be good to like actually kick it on.
0: Like, if they're yeah. finding that
1: less people are playing, engaging with the mode in the early leagues, but then, like, it picks up around, like, let's say week six or something like that, then they know, all right, well, we don't need to waste time on this until this part of the league, and we put it on for four weeks. Almost also, like, you know, how they used to give us the little mayhem stuff. Maybe uh-huh. this is what we get instead now.
0: But they can they can just adjust th- it so easily. Like, people are yeah. recrafting it. I'm going to call it theory crafting about how the um it could become more interactive and I saw a suggestion about <clears throat> um introducing certain league elements and maybe doing a different league element each um weekend so that it's like event it feels like an event. So you know like in one for one weekend you could have a set of free tans and for another weekend you could have I don't know some kind of way that Abyss is in there or something like that. I'm not picking a thing anyways. Point being, um, somebody had way better ideas than me. The Breach Hand's the one that, rem- that I remember. The, that, that, that to me sounds really cool because it, even though they're doing balance patches and lots of responsive changes, um, I don't know that each weekend has its own identity yet aside from those changes, but giving uh, parts of POE back to the, to that, type of game mode. is a cool way of doing that. And I do also want to um, go back to one other thing before we move on. Uh, Havoc has been posting some really, really good stuff on Twitter about um, how he approaches learning. And um, he's posting really good content just about, you know, how to play Royale well. So I wanted to say kudos to the dude because he's pivoting really well into something if he's not happy with the state of uh, the overall normal version of Path of Exile, but he's really, really investing in that. So if you guys are not following him on socials, definitely check him out. He's also posting YouTube content. Anyway, let's move on to uh, the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Expedition. Let's start with Expedition. We'll talk about Expedition and then we'll get into overall changes, although I believe that we'll be sprinkling overall changes in because I believe they affect everything. Um, and honestly, I, I wanted to kick this one off with a very hot topic. Uh, if you were here before we actually recorded this, then you will know that it, spoiler alert, we're going to start with currency. Um, and I'm going to say this right now. I think it kind of, is. it's kind of an interesting one because Chris has already put out a statement two days into the league, uh, after there was a lot of backlash about it being, there being 20 different types of currency. um. I think it's funny because everyone in the entire community is calling them splinters. But GGG went out of their way to call them currencies because you, you know, use them to interact with NPCs. They're like the technicality yeah. of the different terms.
3: Is- well, one's a map and one's a currency. Splinters turn into a map. Currencies. All- Zoff's is a map. They're all maps. You are right. Maps.
0: I don't know if I've and ever thought about country. it in that way. That makes yeah. sense. Once a map. Anyway, point being, our not splinter splinters. Um, BK. I think you had to. You you were. You should be the first to talk on this topic. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> because of I'm the most salty
1: about it. <laughs>
0: also, you're the only one who wrote any bullet points on it in the topic
1: list. <laughs> Well, it comes as no surprise that I'm absolutely not a fan of the vendors and currency system. And I found that their explanation and reasoning given for it was honestly unacceptable. Like, the fact that they basically acknowledge, look, we understand that it's a whole lot of stuff. Like, A, how did that ever get past testing? We've done this before. Like, this same thing happened in Metamorph League when we are like, dude, we just do not want to pick up this much shit. And um, I didn't find the argument that the, like, the fear of it becoming a gold system compelling enough to basically shit on the player base's health. Like for me, I don't give a fuck about your gold system or upholding any sort of standard if it's making us literally destroy our hands with the 40 to 60 extra clicks we're doing per little tiny interaction, not counting any sort of in and outs through the vendor windows itself if you're actually interacting them with the map. It's just, I just don't agree. I don't find it compelling. I don't agree with the sentiment. And I think like it's even almost cheeky and like they're like oh well we we fixed flasks so like you have all this free clicking you can use on currency now and i just like it's just feels like such you know it just feels like such a step down for what should have come as a huge quality of life relief almost And so I am just generally very unhappy with it. I don't know what sort of system I would suggest in its place. Honestly, I think the currency and the vendors in general should just like be left out, but we can leave that part for the mechanic discussion later. Mm. But specifically on currency, I don't know if it needed to be like a a favor system, like with the old masters, with each person having their own individual favor that you spend in their shop. And then maybe you can translate that with Danig so he doesn't lose his identity, or make it one common currency and adjust the prices accordingly. But I just, I mean, it's putting so much pressure on my, my right hand between like, one, you have to navigate an action RPG with your right hand. Yes, you can put your move button on your left hand, but your right hand still has to steer. It is the hand that interacts with everything that drops in the game or any sort of interactable in general. And, like, putting all of that on anybody's right hand is just too much. And this is on top of the fact that we have to use our skills more often because we're doing less damage. And we have to use other skills more often because we're taking a lot of damage. And so, like, not only are we playing more defensively or having taking longer to kill things, but now there's this system on top of it. And I just did not find the explanation satisfactory at all i think it's honestly really selfish
0: um well
2: and for them to have acknowledged they're like oh we're changing flasks because people's hands are hurting and then to defend their choice with having these i'm going to call them splinters because they show up in stacks right like that's the big thing to me Of i they show up in such a large number of quantity. Yeah, like Yes, yeah, so you're not getting one, one at, at a time, you're getting 10 to like 35. And so I have no idea why they couldn't just make it vacuum. They say, oh, it's because it's tradable. All right, how about you just have them all drop out of the chest immediately when everything blows up? Why do we have to click the chest to open it? And then when that happens, why am I opening a chest and getting three stacks of the same kind of currency? Why is that not at the very least showing up as one stack of currency? It did feel, I I feel like I would be a little less bothered if they didn't acknowledge that people's hands were hurting, but have this sort of cheeky underhanded Oh, yeah, we fixed flasks because we heard your hands were hurting when how long has it been? I mean, people complained about metamorph, right, because our hands were hurting they It's not like they don't know they're not ignorant to this, but what is the justification? The whole weight argument is obviously a fucking meme at this point, but it's seriously it's hurting people. It's hurting people who want to play your game and for you to just be so stubborn and say, "My vision, the weight in everything you're doing when people are. Going to leave because they're being injured by your systems that have so much value to you. But I, I had a really stupid argument with someone where they were just saying, Well, just don't pick up as much stuff. Like, what? So just. Increase the strictness of your game tough. well? Not even that, but I, I was making an argument about why the currency should stack, mm. right? Because it's less clicks. And they were like, Well, just don't click up as much. I'm like, What? That's. I'm, it's not like. I'm clicking up stupid things. I'm clicking up the new thing in the League
0: mechanic that I <laughs> I'm want to interact I'm clicking the
1: with. literal 20 fucking currencies they put in this game for oh, me to click Oh, you, <laughs>
0: you don't get the rewards if you don't have the currency. Uh,
1: By yeah, the way, like, like we you, have I, to say, like, the actual
0: rewarding part of it is the NPC interaction. The other part can be very what? hit and miss.
3: It's oh, just, you guys I don't... don't-
0: Get wait, it. wait, wait! You guys well, are well, so well, hot well, on well, this.
3: I'm well. so cold on
0: this. Well, I want to. I want to just revisit a couple of points that both BK and Noodle have raised before we move on to you. Um, BK mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, there's like this uh, tone. I don't know if it's being explicitly stated or if it's just sort of like implied. But like the <laughs> we fix the flask mm-hmm. thing, so now you have uh, extra clicking capacity available. You know, we replace. You could replace it with this. Um, is completely uh, undermined by your follow-up point about uh, the game is very dominated by one hand, and the flask thing was never on that hand, really, unless you were using an MMO mouse. And obviously, that wasn't impacting that anyway. So the point is, even if you had more clicking capacity, it's not like you could pick it up with well, your QWERTY keyboard.
3: Let me let me tell you, I have an MMO mouse. It still affects your hand. I've had this issue. Uh, I I just got to say that I remember saying that I had RSI issues. And I remember that it was told to me on this podcast that I could just do wrist exercises. And that wouldn't be a problem anymore. And uh, I am so cold about this because personally, because nothing else drops, I think that I get less loot than delirium. And therefore, my hand doesn't hurt as much. So I'm completely different. (laughs) I am so cold about this in the other way on this. Because, yeah, like there's not that much that drops. I do think that they should auto take my shit, at least from my bags. Just take it out of my bags. Don't make me click on the chest to then click the stuff into the chest. When I click on the person, just auto grab that shit. If you want my clicks to feel meaningful, then let me click the garbage on the ground and then you take it from me.
0: They, you know, like and that's, the funny thing about the NPCs is that they can actually move it. away from their little position and you do see them kind of move around a little bit and you're like, why can't you just pick the shit up?
3: All, well, yeah, they should. They want it, right? They want it. So there should just be a barter system where they just are like, like an honor system. Yeah, this many shards dropped. You can trade whatever for the equivalent. But instead, they're like, no, 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 you pick those up and then give them to me and then I'll feel like there's real value here or something it's really it's really odd like they could have either had the npcs pick it up like maybe then we only click the chest you're right the chest don't really give that much unless you're doing a logbook. why don't the chests chest just, a- just blow up when
2: you've selected a
3: they chest they should to just blow I mean, it doesn't make, make like any doors, sense why i'm using they're dynamite new
0: doors. they're doors for loot S- yeah but Stupid. like those
2: doors were really thick
3: <laughs> so are these chests <laughs>
0: those chests okay, are really that's flimsy why. come on they're like this thick
3: They're like really uh, made of titanium and and uh, they're made out of a ray and metal uh, noodle. You can give us the history of that metal, right? Yeah, they're made after meteorites, so they're really strong. You know, they're basically made out of the moon. Okay. Oh, shit. But yeah, general. I don't know why. Like, if you want us to click on something, then take maybe the, the smaller currencies out of the way and make us click on the chest and then auto take it. Or maybe make us click on the currency, don't click on the chest and still auto. Bottom line, auto take it some way from me. Right? Auto
2: take it some way from me. Like, just, just take it away from me without me clicking.
0: <clears throat> okay, so my two cents on this t- t- currency situation, having read the statement by Chris and also an- analyzed it for a heretofore unpublished essay, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. which Noodle has read <laughs> and agreed with. <laughs> I think. Anyway, um, so I can't understand how you can spend an entire page detailing an explanation of why your design choices is is justified when you entirely neglect the bank complaint it it is i don't understand how a a media release from a business that is so attuned to its audience that they know most of the concerns because they, they invest time in understanding what the player's sentiment and feedback is. And yet they, like someone at GGG read this document, actually multiple summons at GGG read this document and said, yep, that's good to go. And there is an extended explanation for why this is, a, why this is acceptable. When it does not, in fact, address the concern of the community. It literally... Oh my god, I'm twitching. I'm mad.
1: <laughs> it,
0: it actually... <laughs> oh man. Oh, my, oh no. No, my face. <laughs> anyway, um, the, uh, the statement by Chris, if you hadn't read it, although I don't know how you couldn't have, uh, specifies the concern for the inventory space that currency takes mm-hmm. up not the concern for the players clicking because i don't know i feel like you just kind of accepted that if you were to play path of exile your hand's dead like goodbye to you know arthritis is coming for you um old age is going to be all of us with cybernetic hands it's it, like i'm i see this future
3: dude cybernetic <laughs> hands with fingers yep. that come out of your fingers for faster typing, like Ghost in the Shell.
2: Ugh. Gross. Honestly, I've always wanted to go for the robot eyes first, but maybe I got to get the hands now.
0: I'm, I'm thinking we're all going to need cybernetic right hands. Or left hands if you're left-handed. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, I, yep.
2: their, their acknowledgement of so many justifications felt like the subtext was, we know the problem is that your hands hurt. We are not going to say that. And we're going to call out a bunch of other things that could be what you're like. Oh, yeah, I guess too much currency is bad because then you don't have enough inventory space. And it's like, you know, that's not, you know, that's not what the problem is, right? You know that you've acknowledged that in different ways, but you're just refusing to acknowledge that here. It's just frustrating. big frustrating uh yeah.
3: yeah yeah it i mean there's plenty of times where they have remember remember sometimes we ask for quality of life things and they're like yeah we could do that but we don't and we're just like what Yeah, like every
2: every time like everything
3: like every single time right
1: i think it's pretty much oh summarized God. by the fact that they're like yeah we hear yeah. you about splinters and it's like it's only been yeah. three years that we've been saying that.
2: Exactly. They're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we hear you about splinters and like they take up a lot mm-hmm. of inventory room, right? And yeah. like now yeah. that you have affinities, it's pretty cool, right, guys? And it's like, oh.
3: yeah. Stop.
0: I, I want to. You I know, wanna... when I, uh, I was, I was
2: just going to
3: say when I initially came to the, when I was telling the, what was, what was the league we were playing? Uh before ritual, before Splinter League. it was some splinter league. Um, I actually yeah, it was some splinter which league. one because there's which been one so many: yeah, we've had <laughs> so, many. so many. And I came to the pod and I was telling the podcast how my hands were on fire, and uh riddle riddle told me, do some of these, and this shit works. like sometimes I can't feel my fingers, but this shit, like really really actually works and like holding it up and stuff it won't get rid of it but it actually helps but it's still yeah it doesn't get rid of it it doesn't and it doesn't fix their their currencies to splinter ratio and why can't you just take it from me
1: (laughs) yeah
2: i do exercises i have a special mouse i switch out my mice i have Mm -hmm. yeah i use a vertical
3: mouse and i switch it out with a regular (laughs) mouse
2: (laughs) yeah
0: can you lift it Okay. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I just vert- mouse. Mouse. It looks like a mouse like got this. drunk and fell over. It does. And you hold they, it so do your hand
2: kind good? of holds down this way because a lot of the times with a regular mouse, I get a lot of pressure points right here. Uh, yeah, you hold hands. it like that. So you hold it like a okay. handshake. And, um, but I've even, I've had to switch between my mice. I started with vertical. I went to regular. I went back to vertical because I was starting to get pains. Like, I, there's a lot of ways to help for sure. But I think the game itself, if you want to interact with the game the way that it's intended to be interacted with, your hand is going to hurt. And that's, I feel like it's gotten to a point, and personally, having had two RSIs from this game, it's already been at that point for me. But the cry is widening. There's even more. It's a continual spread. It's just getting worse, and it's getting worse. And that's why I think more, even more people are just kind of like, yeah, okay, before maybe I could say, ooh, I don't really need, care about that, mm-hmm. interacting with that, and that's mm-hmm. not applicable to me. But now, no. there's so many leagues with so many different things to click recently, even things yeah. like Heist, that's a lot of clicking. Uh, ritual's not too bad. Ultimatum wasn't too bad with that either, but there was a ton of loot. There was a lot of clicking. It just kind oh, of Oh, it was
3: Heist!
2: It yeah, was heist, heist. and their stupid
3: coins. And coins and the
2: chests and the actual heist. Why are their coins oh, so
3: stupid? They drop in 40s and 60s still. You said that. It's, you know? <laughs> it's the oh same thing
2: with the.
1: It's the same
2: thing. They could be dropping. I've gotten chests where it's three groups of the same kind of <laughs> currency. And I'm like, you could just. Let's make it
3: one. <laughs> make it one a thing. Just make it one thing. Please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. do you remember Chris saying this. in the Q&A with Ziggy where he was like it um w- it will only have a drop in two like max of two stacks right and I was like oh yeah that sounds mm-hmm. all right but then I didn't realize that there were going to be like yeah. 20 chests so they would give you two chest, stacks and there's yeah, eight to
1: twelve chests per yep thing and then you gotta put it into your inventory and then you, gotta you put take it back out of your inventory box, and then Although, but it's okay because we gave be you guys Excellent segue,
2: nobody's blowing up those chests.
0: (laughs) No, yes, let's talk about the fucking mechanic in general. All right, so up the really hot button react to it, I think it might be worth just explaining how it works in case there is somehow (laughs) someone who hasn't figured it out yet. It is entirely possible because GGG themselves, in the same document that talked about currency, made a little side note right at the bottom of that document explaining how remnants work as though it wasn't obvious because unfortunately this game, nothing is made obvious. Um, The mechanic of expedition. So you take uh, a bunch of sticks of dynamite, which are connected by one string, and then you basically place them in strategic positions to maximize your return. Uh, And you can see on the ground, a combination of chest or flagpoles that kind of signify where a chest may be. Um, Small skulls on sticks and big skulls on sticks and also remnants, which are like stone towers that tell you what kind of modifiers you can expect. Make sure you have labels enabled. So, uh, that's usually default on Zed. So if you don't see labels, uh, make sure that you turn your labels on. Otherwise you could end up with a bunch of monsters that you can't kill. Um, What Noodle's referring to is if you really want to engage with Expedition and reap real real rewards, you will need to kill or blow up the big skulls on sticks, not the chests, when you're engaging with an Expedition encounter in the middle of a map or in the middle of a campaign. Correct?
1: Noodle, right? They're the only ones that count as runic monsters per mm. all the mods. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. So the the small skulls on sticks aren't runic monsters; they're just monsters. Yep.
2: Yeah, big boys go for big skulls.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Size big queen skulls over good. here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, I uh. actually told chat yesterday when I when I ran my first ever logbook that had a modifier for radius that size matters because mm-hmm. I was like the novelty of all the stuff that was included. I was like, whoa, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> size matters. Yeah, I don't I get to do balance. that. I'm just
2: going for lore, so I don't get to go for the currency. I have to make it to the caves with the books, but sorry, continue. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, that's it. Talk about, let's talk about our experience of expedition and how it works. And you honestly, you might as well talk about that now because you brought it up.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, honestly, I think that the main expedition, just to kind of talk on that really briefly, I actually think it's pretty fun. It's super unrewarding, but I don't hate placing the detonations. And obviously, I've made a few kerfuffles with placing things that give bad immunity or when they buffed the block for monsters, I had done block before that. And after they buffed it, I was like, oh no, do not recommend giving the monsters block chance. It is really, really tough. But I have- That might be where I went wrong. Some tricks for you. logbook people, okay? So you can go and be, you know, beta and just go for the currency, right? But you want to be a real alpha Chad, right? You want to go for lore. Just kidding. But it actually applies to bosses. So people who want to do bosses and get boss loot, this is actually important for you. Please don't tune out just because
0: I said lore. Um, <laughs> I think a so lot of people listen to you just because you said lore.
2: That's true. That's fair. So um, with the logbooks, there um, is a spe- uh, like, specific way to get to the correct place that he's talking about. Granted, you're going to get detonations and currency and whatever, Um, no matter what place you choose, but there's kind of hints, uh, in the logbook. And I have uh, an Excel sheet that actually, if people want me to share in chat, I'll like, I'll share the,
0: we will link it in the description of
2: YouTube as well. Okay, cool. Um, here is the sheet. So I'm using it mostly for lore, but the tips and tricks that you can do, there's some pretty obvious ones for selecting the correct place that Danig is talking about and that's if he says something like oh the druid remembrancers talked about terrain and then you look and there's only one place that's druid remembrancers that's going to be a pretty obvious choice or that can narrow it down to two out of three or something like that Um, after that there's some other kind of if he says something about the mariketh right it's probably in the desert if he says something about the karui it's probably down on the archipelago there's a few that are less obvious, but one thing is that the druids always describe the terrain really, really well. There's a few things that say uh, this logbook has no notable landmarks. That's not going to be druids because they are super into nature and super into that. So then when you go into the area you can potentially get a boss anybody who's done it it's a big skull thing you got to make sure you blow it up but if you want to get lore there's these weird like glowing caves and that means if you see a glowing cave you selected the right one um, and they have it on podb poedb of the map map icons but yeah i've just been going in and blowing up a ton of them but i have found seven bosses and Granted, it's only been Medved and Verana. The boss fights, by the way, super good. I haven't done the other two, but Medved and Verana are super ran, fun I, fights. I ran those last really night. Hard. Super well telegraphed, but like so different and interesting mechanics. Hate the conditionals. Conditionals for challenges are super stupid this league. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're following this lore you're going to find more bosses because I only had one logbook that specifically said Medved is in this area. I fought Medved four times and Verana three times by doing this handy dandy reading method. So, you know, you, you kind of have to lose out a little bit because you might have to path out of your way, which can be super difficult. And I haven't been going for any of the mods. I don't even know what the mods on the areas are. I'm just looking for the right lore answer. But uh, yeah, I've, I've gotten, gotten quite a bit of the lore. And quite a few of the bosses doing that.
0: Okay, so... Bef- like, I'm curious, Noodle, did you find that information was really easy to discern from simply reading or listening to what Danik had to say whenever he was prompted to talk to you? Or did you no. have to, like, go and, like, investigate or somebody else figured it out and mentioned it or something like that?
2: No, nobody else figured it out however I would kind of talk with chat sometimes if I wasn't sure about a couple for example there's one in particular that still bothers me is that danig will mention something that I'm really interested in this eternal empire Sarn slums is not a correct answer for that and I don't understand why <laughs> because obviously sarn is like the capital of the eternal Empire but um if it's something like he mentions the druids or the black side of mercenaries or one of the bosses it's pretty easy to pick where you're going to go but it did take a lot of trial and error to figure out um what the different factions so there's the Knights of the Sun there's the Order of the Chalice Druids of the Broken Circle and the Blackside mercenaries like what their the language in, in the logbooks kind of focuses on like realizing that the druids always go with a good description of terrain uh, so, if it's talking about there's no notable landmarks here, it's not going to be that. That took a lot of trial and error. Okay, let and me. And there are some that are not obvious.
0: Let me try and explain back to you because I didn't. I've just learned a bunch of stuff and I'm going to rephrase it to prove that I learned this stuff. Um, yeah. When you take a logbook and you give it to Danig in your hideout or wherever he is, and you put it in the thing and say, like, show me the map. And then Danig is like in the left and he has like a big little speech for you. That's the part you're referring to where he gives you a description of where you're going to find the lore. So is that like him saying, uh, say you had like a choice of three different locations that you could go to. Um, He's basically saying which one you should go to.
2: Yeah, um, there are some that are more specific. Like, for example, there's one that says like, this is disturbing, but logbooks written by Druid Remembrancers describe natural terrain by what it was. I've gotten that one seven times, whereas most of the other ones I've only gotten one to three times. So that one is a little bit more up in the air for what they're talking about. Some are pretty specific. There's a few that is kind of can be a lot of different places. But yeah, that's, it's a hint for getting the correct place, which will give you an increased chance to get lore and bosses.
0: Cool, because I like happenstance ran on. Yeah, I think I just ended up getting lucky. I wasn't even like reading it. And you can't discern that information from looking at the item and reading the item itself. It's more just, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, how many explosives do you have or something like that, which is like, okay, how it, it it, just kind of, I guess the point is that you can engage with it and be like, how can I maximize my return in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of stuff's going to be available to me? How much of it can i access etc or how much can i engage with like interesting gameplay you know with the opportunity of getting these boss fights uh so what you're telling me is that i need more patience because i usually can't sit through that scrolling dialogue it's just a little bit too slow for me (laughs)
2: <laughs> you can just look at my Excel sheet. It tells you what the dialogue says and which ones I've picked
0: and if they were successful. But I never listen to it. That's my problem. Like, Danny goes you up and have says to something. You do listen. It'll say. Yeah, I, I have to look at that left part, which I am. I'm, I see scrolling text in path of Excel. My brain is, like, not reading it.
2: <laughs> It'll take just a couple <laughs> seconds. You just got to look for a few keywords. But um, so in terms of repeating, I found that if you go to the same place twice, You'll get lore again, but the third time I didn't get lore from going to a place that was the correct selection, so I'm not completely sure how that works. But
0: okay, that was yeah, when we'll I discovered. stay tuned for updates on that one. Then, uh-huh. um, I feel like we talked a lot, so I want to throw it over to Val, because she's sort of been nodding and sort of going, "I don't care about lore." I'm,
3: <laughs> I'm no, no. I'm just, I'm very in agreement. Uh, I don't ex. I'm really sad I'm going to have to use my cosmetic eyes to try to find, you know, some particular words. But I would like to do the boss conditionals because I would like to, you know, get 36 because the portal looks very cool now that I've Uh seen it. So it's like, I guess I have to do these. Um yeah so I'm just I'm I'm like yep yep I like now I am the kind of person who likes to get a mix of boxes at least for for the um logbook itself boxes and a bunch of monsters you know try to get a nice and I also am the type of person to take 24 dynamites and completely redo it because I missed this thing over there <laughs> so it's been an interesting time for me usually takes a while usually takes a bit to set up a logbook. So I'm like, is that experience? Hold on, hold on. Back, 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 back. <laughs> I,
0: never, I try never to pick the experience ones if I can. Because they just usually seem to have, I don't know. I don't know why I never do that, but I really should, right? Because if I'm going to die, go I want like, to increase my experience as much as possible before I nuke myself.
3: First and foremost, dupe monsters. Wherever they are on the map, get them. They're amazing.
0: I thought so. Then experience. I like that mod.
3: hmm hmm Then the experience, and then whatever else, you know, whatever else you want. I personally really like essences, because I always like more ways to get essences and sell them. Because apparently I just hoard those if I, you know, hoard them for days. But I like... Yeah. I don't really listen to what the NPCs say. I'm gonna wait for Noodles' video for that. You know.
2: I know nobody wait. does. It's gonna be. I
3: know you're gonna be I know. Listen, you're gonna have. So you're gonna have to make parter different parters because they uh, tell us like seven books or so. Like give us so much information
0: on Bruh, each place. It's so insane. Can you tune in to Noodle like? stream at all i think i thought i think i saw what? you in there yeah i was in there but, one time I mean, she mm. clicks on Rog. there is an essay just to read his yeah. little mini essays now let me tell
3: you about when i was a wee little boy and then i grew up to be a man and then i got into trading
2: <laughs> i'm only missing four at this point unless there's some more after i get those last four books I'm ready it's just then i have to read all of them i sit there and i record yeah. them but it's just there's so much information, yeah. and then you got to figure out where
3: it goes in the story, because you know mm-hmm. they ain't giving you the proper timeline. They're not going to no, make it that no. easy.
2: No, no, exactly. No, no, it's no. not in order. Of course be, not. It's nine pages of words, but it's not in order. That would be too easy. Gwenin's probably from the future, and we're going to find out that she's
3: from like some after Katapa after after like Katapa oh Two, God. Electric Boogaloo, and then Gwenins.. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm just—they just added so much for you. You're like, oh, you go to the
2: ultimatum. You're like, where's the lore? Like, oh, we got your lore right here, noodle. Yeah, got lore. yeah. <laughs> this is what I get for being like, there is no lore in ultimatum, and they're like, yeah. oh yeah.
0: I'll give you lore.
2: Is that what you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's really compelling.
3: Like I'm, I personally. I love the vendors. I love the logbooks. And I don't necessarily mind stopping and redoing my explosions and stuff because my completionist brain likes to try to get max rewards. And that uh, feels uh-huh. good.
0: <laughs> I feel like I need to minutes. do logbooks with, uh, with more rest so that my brain isn't like... I'll just click it there and then regret it and, oh. die and burn all my portals. I only bricked one. I did, in fact, complete every other one.
3: I don't know if Noodle's here for this, and I don't know if everybody here knows this, but you can bless your logbooks to get more chests, more uh, revenants. Mm -hmm. You can bless them. They have rolls. So you can get, like, it's 10 to 40. So if they start shit, just bless it.
0: But you can't change the mod that's actually on them, right?
3: No, you can just bless their numbers up. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty nice. That's been, that's been really, really great. Bless them, juice them, and then roll them, and then hit immune to cold and brick your entire existence.
0: <laughs> Please don't hit immune oh. to cold. Um, okay, so I, I think we'll continue uh, chatting about this, yeah. but I really want to hear from BK. Um, I know we're sort of indirectly talking about the mechanic overall and the logbooks, uh feel free to pick your favorite starting point and spiel.
1: <laughs> I actually really like the league mechanic of dropping the different charges to unlock like different randomized sort of rewards in other ways. Like I like that each one is a mini puzzle that doesn't take like too much time to be like, okay, these are the things that I want to prioritize and string the stuff through. But the vendor system on the other side of it just feels so disjointed. And it's, like, such a, like, for me, I don't know, it's, I guess I'm just really simple and, like, I want to kill many monster and, like, get my loot. I don't want to have to then get an currency like, the extra step of getting the currency to then exchange for the loot is where I sort of start to lose interest. Um... So, like, I kind of almost wish that they had doubled down on the explosion chain stuff, maybe even more, kind of like a Blight Abyss combination with like different types of explosives and they interact with the different remnants in different ways. Like, maybe they canceled a certain mod or they gave you extra modifiers at the cost of doubling the remnant modifiers or something crazy like that. Like, I really feel like they could have flushed out the entire explosion stuff a lot better and Mm. I would have liked that that seems more Mm -hmm. interesting to me anyways as the player and the kind of what I want out of League Mechanics the like the sort of micromanagement of the secondary currency that means nothing outside of these vendors plus like I I don't know I had the the stuff that I need to craft anyways is stuff that I'm going to get bases for and craft like I'm not going to use ROG my experience with ROG has been to make like anywhere between a 5 chaos and 50 chaos item, I haven't really hit anything amazing with it, and I don't know, I'd rather just, like, pick up bases and throw essences on it, because it's the same thing to me, as far as hitting, you know, like, a ring with, like, good resists on it and life. Like, I can do that with other systems just fine. And then as far as, like, the uh, the lady, uh, like, I guess thanks for the alterations, and the 1D is basically a ritual (laughs) uh, ritual alter you get to click once in a while <laughs> Dude, Dude, he feels he
3: feels, like, Tujin cheating. is a ritual <laughs> it's I cheating. love like, Tujin I house. mean so yes currency. he's he's it's literally stupid.
1: the only one that feels good because it's what we're used to it just takes an mm-hmm. extra step to get there
3: I love the haggle so, just cause I'm like I, I argue with the NPC though because I'm a weirdo that talks to my own game <laughs> I'm like, wait, come on, Tugin, you
2: bitch. <laughs> I haggle just because he wants me to. I'm like, I don't. I forgot. It, I'll stay for
3: it, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I'm, like, so I'm being like, this is the price. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. haggling's yeah. my jam, dude. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. See, I played Morrowind. I just put and it Broadway to 60% every time. every time. No, and you got to start like, with like 40 you gotta start with four. That's how you do it. Who cares? <laughs> oh, he means nothing. What matters Care. is that chaos.
0: I want to talk about my haggling experience. I don't know if I've talked about haggling before, but when um, I've been to some black market parts and haggled mm-hmm. there, and we're talking in China, um, mm-hmm. because my family live uh, markets um, in Shanghai. the black markets. Um, I don't know if that makes me a bad person. It possibly does, but I was also 13. So it wasn't really my choice. Um, no. I wouldn't go there now. Anyway, point being, I liked haggling with the people that because all it was, was like, cause you didn't, they didn't speak good English and they knew I was white. So they would always give me white tax. The price they would tell me it was, was always going to be more than if there was somebody there who was also Chinese. Um, Mm -hmm. They would take a calculator, put the price in the calculator, and then show me the calculator because they probably couldn't say it. Or maybe this is just the way that people communicate. Anyway, I would look at the price in the calculator, and then based on my aunt's advice, who was the person who was actually living in Shanghai, um, I always put in a third of that. Now, where this puts me in a wrong stead, right? Because that's actually like the average price that they would sell to like, that would be like, we're still making a profit. We can sell it for this price. Um, mm-hmm. When I did that to Tusion, a third is mm-hmm. too low for Tusion. It's too low. You yeah. can't ask and for I a third. And I didn't realize that, like, I didn't understand it the first time I tried to haggle with him because he was like, no, and then took it away from me because he was mad. Yeah, that's very rude. <laughs> it's very rude to offer one third. It highly depends on who you're haggling with.
3: Tujin right, is a stickler. Is how- he doesn't I, like to. I mean, I'm
0: not saying everybody's been to Shanghai and being white being told to like haggle for a third, but
3: no, it's the way that Tujin haggles though. It's
0: his it's his barter. No, yeah, you yeah know, I, I know, but this like- is like what I brought to the table, so Yeah. <laughs> I got Tujin's like, punished. look, I got
3: I got inventory space, I got people to feed. I can't be giving it to you for the <laughs> you know. He's, he's giving you the whole pawn stars. You know, it's, it's, it's television, television, whatever.
0: <laughs> I anyway. I the word. I didn't understand that he took it away from me and that he could do that. Oh, it was so weird. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I you don't really want to do him. this mechanic. <laughs> I think I was just haggling <laughs> yeah. for some, like, chromatics in Act 1.
3: He, he wasn't about <laughs> it.
0: He wasn't about and it. I had such precious few currency at the time. Because I found in the <laughs> early game... You didn't get that much currency from engaging with it. And so it was like trash rewards. Like I had like three stacks of mm-hmm. orgs to choose from. And then I basically was like, I'm not going to do this until I get to maps. Mm-hmm. And I do that. I mean, I think a lot of people on League Start will not engage with a League mechanic until they get to maps. Um, but I've been told that if I re-level a new character, it is actually quite rewarding to do now. Throughout the campaign, but I I think it might have been buffed. Wait, for what's-her-face, Gwen?
3: Uh, She's still a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I just re-leveled yesterday. No tabulas for me.
0: He stole my coins, too. I gotta clarify that he stole the thing that I was haggling with, and he stole the price. Like, he took both. Wait, what? Yeah, he can take your money if you bid too low. It's okay, auction, that's kind of
3: what kind, kind of, of fucking store you go to, and they're just like, no, I'm taking it off the off table. Give me your fucking money." Like, <laughs> like what? no like, That's actually cold-blooded,
0: dude. That's some cold-blooded shit. Right there. Yeah, I mean, I think I declared that inadequate price three times, and he was like, "Fuck you! I'm taking your money, and I'm taking the thing that you wanted." <laughs> Done talking to you. Give me your shit. <laughs> God damn, man! Did and that further devalues I them currencies. Hey, like oh, I can't even hang on to it. I can't even <laughs> nah, stop just, him from stealing it from my locker.
3: You, you dishonored him with that one third of the price.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. I I understand that. I anyway. So I'm hoping that there is or will be, or perhaps I need to create a like unequivocal and um, haggling guide because some people are dumb like me and don't know how to haggle. Um, I was really worried about haggling as a metric like or as a system because I was like, how much AI can you give the dude like, to, to be able to engage with you? And um, you say that you play Morrowind Val, so I don't have that previous experience of, of haggling with a computer. But my... My skeptical brain was like, lol, he's probably only got like a range that he'll accept. And then it's like a dice roll on where on that range he'll accept depending on what the item is. And so every interaction with him, he's probably got like, okay, I'll accept from here, which is the top end to X, which is on your scale. Right. Um, And Yeah, I don't know.
3: I suspect that when you get things for uh, you, you give them an easier time on the haggle. I suspect that sometimes he gives you an easier time on the deal or on the price. Mm. And that's very similar to other like oblivion has the same thing. Basically. You just have to like make the NPC like you enough, garner enough favor to get the barter. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so I didn't even
0: think about like a system of like, cause you keep haggling with the same person. They get to know you. So they're taking mm. into consideration previous trades with you. Um,
3: I don't know necessarily if that actually happens, but I feel like that's, I don't know. It kind of feels like that's what happens. I can't confirm it, though. I can't confirm it. But I, I like i like Tujin, I like Rog and uh, Gwinnin. Gwyn, she can suck it. She never gave me nothing good. Not one time. Never know how.
0: <coughs> I, I have so much Gwinnin currency right now. I really just need to sit there talking to them, but I haven't bothered doing it yet. Um I have and by haven't bothered I mean um I only just acquired this currency in the last little while. So I need to like set aside a time. But I really wanted to run logbooks before this, which meant that I didn't have time to do that. Because bro, I got a lot of currency. Um not a lot of re-rolls though, so let's talk about that. Yep. <laughs> uh I'm still kinda of thirsting for them, personally. Um I'm getting heaps of Gwinnin, but I'm having trouble with re-rolls from everyone else, personally.
3: Tujin's the worst so far, but Danig gives you those to get Tujin's. However, Danig is one of the rare ones to find a map. So,
1: yeah, I think <laughs> I've only—I think I've had like five or less of his. Yeah, I, can't, I don't think I found very many at all.
2: So I found I like probably ten total of Danigs, and he never like I've used probably five of them to try to get logbooks, and he never offered them to me. But yeah, everybody but Gwenin. and it's like everybody is in like less than twenty re rolls, and then Gwynn has hundred and fifteen, and I'm like, yeah, what, why?
0: There is a weird buzzing sound in your in the background of your s- mic. Oh, I had to turn on my
3: AC. I can turn it off. <laughs> it's very, it's insanely hot. It's burning where Noodle is. It's forty degrees where I am. We're dying. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, I've been there many times. Yeah. I, I can't, um, Australians, I, I get it. How do you live?
2: I can survive for a bit longer without it. So I'm Me sorry too. the fan is
3: a little... I can't hear your
0: fan. Oh, the fan you're using on your, yeah, I can't hear it. Yeah. But I can't hear, hear it. Fine. Good, good. Good, good, good. When I use mine, I can hear it on my mic. Anyway, not, not important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I don't really know what I think of this mechanic. I think I feel like it has so many layers to it. Like if I try to break it down, I actually, it prompted me to want to do like a, I can't understand um, how things work without kind of trying to figure out how they were planned to work. So trying to reverse engineer it and figure out, you know, I was thinking, I'm going to understand this better if I try to map what the player does and from start to finish and how GGG intended them to experience it and then figure out that that's how I need to do the things. But then they also give you too many, like well, not too many. They give you a bunch of options. For example, what we were talking about before with Noodle, like you can just run logbooks so that you can get heaps of bank or you can engage with like, reading what Danic, or listening to what Danik has to say, and then know oh, well this is how I'm going to find them on the, like, the boss encounters, or the lore, which might lead to the big boss encounter. Um, I'm assuming that that, those two, like, the green lore things will lead to you being able to interact with that unnamed boss that I can't see yet. Like, he has a cool graphic, but we don't know what he's called, because in the press kit he's just called Boss. (laughs) I don't know yet. I, it's my ontological leap from um, the heist system and the way the law mm-hmm. worked with heist, because you had to engage with those green contracts in order to get to certain law moments, right? Um, and then boss encounters, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, that was the way in heist. I'm not completely sure. Um, For this league,
0: yeah. So honestly, I'm kind of impressed now. Like, I think Expedition in general is a really large range of choices, and not in the same way that other leagues have been. Um, I know that when Chris did the GGC uh, speech, where he explained like how to appeal to what what he saw as like the four different player archetypes, you know, like some people just want to like spam and make lots of money. And there's people who are interested in um, following a linear path, that kind of stuff uh, that this league mechanic is such an interesting set of solutions to try and appeal to those different people. Like the way that gambling or haggling engaging with those NPCs, it's, it's much more engaging than for example, when we, when we were given 13, I was at 13 in heist. 13 new NPCs mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, like those people have very distinct personalities and laws um, and, and histories behind them. But as far as our individual interactions with them, they just followed us around and kind of annoyed us for not being fast enough or good enough at their jobs. Like, the NPCs here, they genuinely reward you. So I can understand some of the decisions around the game design putting a lot of the rewards behind them. But at the same time, if you don't want to do that... Then you're going to be punished, and it's also kind of punishing that you can't um, pick and choose. I guess, or you can, but you'll have less rewards. I guess. What do you mean? Um I'm trying I'm really stuck on this point. I uh, you know what? I don't think I know what I mean yet. I have to play it more. Okay so. Stay tuned okay. for more bake, uh, baited Expectations, and hopefully I'll Baked have to Baked
3: Expectations?
0: It out. <laughs> we
3: bacon. Bacon
0: <laughs> Expectations. Oh, man.
3: Yes. Oh, dude. Bacon. Don't even right now. I <laughs> but know. I... You can pick and like at least for logbooks. I know when I'm low on Tujin. Okay, I got to go run the Black Scythe logbook and then pick up as many Tujin coins as I can, or I got to go run the Druid one. <laughs> I'm kidding, I never run the Druid one. That was garbage. Uh, but <coughs> I also run the uh, you know the Sun one or the Rog one, and that's that's based. You know, Gwynn she exists. But that's that's essentially it. Like those I like those and whenever I'm one out of one, I go run the other and try to build up and sometimes I gamba too much and then I run out of the main money for Tujin because he always wants those little black uh, grand site I don't know what they're called. Um, so then I purposely I'm like, shit, I better go do a log book so I can find him so I can keep my gambas going essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially or my or my the crafting has been good for me to make money and i i end up making myself this belt at level 50 that no cap i have not taken off <laughs> like at level 90 i'm like this is a good belt dude <laughs> 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 level 50 belt a level i mean it's got good resist it's got a lot of life like i don't see anything wrong with this belt you know it's it's perfectly capable i only recently replaced it for ten C. that was a surprise but it was good for so long <laughs> so so long so i i don't know so far I, I actually enjoy the way the mechanic works minus the people themselves not picking up their own currency i'll i'll click the chess pick up your own currency and then let me let me get more gambas with uh i mean the two one's pretty op even for ssf so maybe more raw uh, yeah,
0: I, I I, do want to say I haven't really spent time talking to them, but I have heaps of money saved up to do so. And like, mm-hmm. my God, I'm rolling in it with Gwinen and mm-hmm. I am kind of solo self found at this point. Like it's me and one other dude in a private league. So I've just I have been giving um, him my currency and he's been giving me <laughs> gear that he's just found on the ground or just got from interactions with them and I'm like I have thousands of coins at this point like I am ready to spend in the shop you're ready to go (laughs) I basically have saved up for a shopping spree Mm -hmm. like as though I was like some kid getting allowance or something for doing this chore of blowing up all my expeditions and I just have to like go do the shopping spree now I'm really, really excited to rock. try and enroll Gwynnon and see what kind of stuff I can get from her. Oh yeah,
3: I have a uh, Gwynnon macro. Well, you you just a coffee pasta for you to find the most valuable bases and mm-hmm. just try to gamble those—the ones that give you headhunters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a yeah, there's OEDB a tool. has a cheat sheet. There's a tool yeah, as it's well. It's a little.
3: Like, yeah, there's a GitHub it's tool. It's a little like scuffed, right? But it works well enough. Works well enough
0: it's like a search it thing you just you plug in it. so that it highlights the bases that yeah. you want i just yeah figured it just out doesn't necessarily
3: show call of the brotherhood yet or like certain things like that but i mean those are very niche things that it doesn't show
2: so it's fine i'm just looking at a list of stuff on poedb the cheat sheet
0: I feel like a lot of those tools are always developed with a uh, softcore trade in mind. And I'm like, cool, I don't really want to gamble for a headhunter. Like, even if I got one, I don't. I mean, I guess I'd try why it. Why not? Like, because what yeah. the fuck am I going to do? Port to trade so I can sell it? Like, I don't care. I'm no, not going to play you and trade. just use it. I don't want to play with headhunter it. and I'm not going to go in the Why work. not? <sighs> but why not, though? I don't like the design of headhunter and I don't. Want to play why with you, it? I don't, want to, tri- I don't head want to trivialize
3: it. I don't want to trivialize What has my headhunter ever done to you? <laughs>
0: Look, I'm just gonna get. You're baiting me. In my heart's sharp. <laughs> oh, poor headhunter. has never and done anything wrong. I'm just wrong gonna, gonna entire have people life. in the YouTube comments who <laughs> you made it this far into the episode going, We're never gonna <laughs> listen to Pie by Pie again because we like Headhunter. And actually, you know what? Unsubscribe. Fuck this podcast! No, no, no. 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 We no. like all
2: people who like Headhunter and don't like Headhunter. That's not- yeah, all Headhunter people or non
3: are totally fine. I just don't care totally for fine. it. Well, you're not alone. There are people in my chat that say, "Delete it from the game." And honestly, I never get it because, like, I don't, I don't chase it, so I don't care. But You know, delete it, don't delete it. Whenever I have it, I use it, and then I don't have it, and I get rid of it. Like, it's fine.
0: (laughs) Baylor's in the chat right now saying people are allowed to be wrong, and I'm like, you fucking traitor, because you were on this horse. Oh, whoa. He was on this horse. He was the one who lectured me for years on the trials and the shortcomings (laughs) and the trivializing of Headhunter, and now my boy is a medicuck. (gasps) oh <gasps> he f- he likes playing with Hent- headhunter now after years of these lectures
3: you want to say Henta, i heard that,
0: <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> anyway um, i heard that that that's it that's a tangent i was not anticipating <laughs> on going down for this and i'm scared for the rest of the podcast
3: No, no. Everybody feels divisive about headhunters. It's totally fine. (laughs) (gasps) I just don't care for it. That's fine. Yeah. You know, you like them, you don't like them. Use them, you don't use them.
0: I just don't want it. I just don't want it. I don't care. I can kill stuff without it. (laughs) Right now, I don't kill stuff that well. But uh, I think we're nearly ready for that. But I think before we do that, Noodle do you want to go into law? We've been meandering this whole podcast. Um, I th- All right. The thing, Let's the thing is this. I want to preface this with, I listened to noodle TLDR, the law, but she has a whole costume prepared. The TLDR was like 12 minutes in a, in a Twitch highlight on her channel. Like, that's how long it took her to tell us this story. So if you made it this far into the show, strap in. This one is going to be a bunch of talking and she's going to have to take some sips in the middle because she's going to run out of voice.
2: This is true. This is I'm taking you on a journey about an expedition. All right, I literally printed out notes because I'm going to try to be as comprehensive as I can, but also <coughs> I'm going to completely wing it. This is just so that I hit the major points that were going on. It's a lot of stuff. If you're looking for a video, keep waiting. It's going to be a bit. Okay, so we have our four Calgary people, right? There's four people who are coming. We got Danig, Rog, Tujin, and Gwenin. Danig is big boy hero man who's the leader of their party he also uh doesn't believe in gems and thinks the power was inside you all along i feel like that's some kind of cruel joke from ggg about power nerfs but whatever (laughs) we'll move on from that uh (laughs) so rog is here to investigate the order of the chalice uh danig is specifically looking for knights of the sun and these are kind of the different factions of the people who were actually there in the past for the expedition we will get to that Rog is best boy. He also makes figurines for the party, and I'm pretty sure that means that their campaign is actually just an elaborate metaphor for playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> so then Gwynin and Tujin, their cousins. They are descendants of a woman named Anest, who is actually the daughter of Medved and Varana. Now talking about those peoples, there's Medved. He is the nature mystic, not a bear leader of the druids of the once circle, now broken circle. We'll get to that. Varana, sexy badass, leader of the Black Scythe Mercenaries. Generally, she's just there to kill stuff. Uh, then there is Uhtred. Utrecht? Who? How do I say this? Okay,
0: so I know how to say this name because there is Uhtred. a TV show called the Lost, the Lost Kingdom. And there is a dude in that whose name is Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Uhtred. Yes.
2: Yeah, Uhtred is the Order of the Chalice guy. He is basically a priest. And then there is uh, Ulroth, who is the leader of the Knights of the Sun, kind of like the leader of their group. So we're going on this expedition because all of these current NPCs are like, hey, our ancestors came here and they left this super important thing called the Triskelion Flame. It's like, it's literally, it's literally fire. Uh, but also, it's magic fire. It can protect things, purify Ooh. things, all this kind of stuff. And it got left on Ray class, so they've been sent to come here to try to find it. And we're going around digging through stuff to find kind of information about what happened to the ancestors, based on the little that they do know from back home. So you start getting these logbooks. If you use my cheat sheet, you might get them a little bit. Uh, you might get the lore a little bit. The ancient Calgarian texts, which are written by a prime remembrancer. And here is what the fuck happened back then, all right? Val Cataclysm. First thing. Start off with, fall of the vault is the inciting incident to this entire situation. These people are hanging out in Calgar, which is probably somewhere to the east of the map. It's not on the map. GGG says that they've alluded to it before. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, so the sky goes dark. The sun is red. Meteors are falling, and Utred, who's the leader of the Order of the Chalice, which basically studies, like, stars and runes and magic and stuff, he was probably inciting on this, but either way, the king is like, hey guys, um, the sun is red, what's up with that? So he sends uh, Ulroth, Utred, Medved, and Varana out, figure out what the hell's going, they just go on a boat, they're chasing this red sun, that's not on a, a euphemism- on a boat yeah they go on a boat it's a long journey they're purifying all of their fish and water with the flame because it's magic and special and so they arrive on Ray Class, and immediately they're getting their asses handed to them by some monsters and they're like what's going on here they're using the flame to kind of keep as a ward to keep everything off but after a little bit they end up finding some of the fallen vol cities uh Notably, one of these is called Utsol, which we haven't seen before. And all the rich people there were seriously rich, greedy assholes who just took all their treasure and buried themselves in tombs and then flooded the tombs so nobody could get it. But all the other Vol people just kind of left their treasure around or something. Yeah, I know, right? Like, who cares? You're dead. But whatever. Uh, So the other Vol cities had a lot of treasure. They're looting stuff. But they're realizing, hey, there's a bunch of undead people and they have gems in them. So Uhtred, the priest guy is like, yeah, gems are forbidden, those are bad. Clearly, something is wrong with those gems, guys. We can't, we can't touch those. So they're developing cities, they're looting around, finding out uh, you know, more places of the vol. They actually interact with the Asmiri and the Karui at this time. Uh, and more specifically, when they meet the Asmiri, some of the fallen Vol, like the surviving Vol people are there. And the Kalgar are like. We don't speak the same language. They try to interact with them and ask them about the gems by drawing one in the ground. One of the fallen Vol people is like, fuck no. Don't ever come here again. You never talk to me or my son ever again. And they leave, right? Because one of the big things is that the Vol didn't want the Azmiri to know about the gems. So a little bit of a retcon there in terms of actual lore. Anyway, they're just going about for three years like making a bunch of villages hanging out using the flame to purify their foods and protect them from all these shambling monsters but all of a sudden there's kind of like an organization within the enemies and they're becoming a little bit more powerful and a little bit uh stronger and there's so many villages now that not everyone can be protected by the flame varana being a sexy badass is like you know what, I'm going to go, we're going to keep expanding, we're going to go fight things out there and you can't tell me what to do we're going to fight all this stuff. So they're just kind of all doing their own thing until this leader of whatever enemies kind of appears and they call it the Empty-Eyed Fiend. Now, Ulroth describes this thing as being uh, like the only one of its kind. It has arms that have Hand, arms that have hands—that's just normal arms. Arms <laughs> that have mouths <laughs> that feed on, and it's like on their people. But instead of like eating them, it feeds on their screams. And it also steals young people into the night. And you know who that is? That uh, is the elder.
0: That, that is take
2: probably the elder. His eyeballs. Uh. Ooh. I don't know, but this is this this is probably before the Watchers came along. But I don't know if he has eyes because they call him the Empty Eyed Fiend. I don't know if Elder actually has any eyes, but well, we take it right. We just rip it out because we get the Watcher's eye. No, those are eyes from the people who uh, tried to fight him.
3: Oh, see, I thought they were his eye, like because he watches and then eats them kids, you know.
2: No, no, they're just innocent people's eyes. We're using for oh, oh. power. Mm-hmm. X- oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. That's those really are just nice, something else. You know? Hey, those are Bob's eyes. The precision, yeah. vitality. Oh, well, Thanks, okay. Bob. <laughs> Time to protect your children. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> um okay, so, so yeah, they're they're basically all trying to figure out what to do with this new elder that's kind of organizing forces against them. And Damn. before this, Medved and his druids had sort of They have nature stuff that they say, like, oh, we can see into the future by looking into the past. But one night, Ulroth is like, I am tired of the Elder's shit. I'm done with this. You know what I'm going to do? I know that we said that the gems are forbidden. I'm going to put one in my sword, and I'm going to go face the Elder now. Yikes. That was an interesting decision. He apparently cut off the Elder's head. But... but all of the enemies were still like, I actually kind of want to be able to see now. I'm, I'm done with this bit. All of the enemies were still kind of organized. And after Ulroth did this, he starts kind of secluding himself in his room. And Utred's like, yo, Ulroth touched the gems. Now he's being weird, you know, and it hasn't really fixed anything. So it's it's not the history of Star Porch. But he didn't kill the elder. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh Starforge also didn't kill the Elder, but it, it trapped it. But, anyway. So, everybody except for Uhtred basically starts using these Virtue Gems. Oh my But then God. one night, Uhtred who is all like, you know, holier than thou, you guys are using gems, this is terrible. Uh, decides to send some people to spy on Ulroth because they're like, he just keeps going into his room and being a fucking weirdo and just hanging out by himself. They realize he's actually sleepwalking every night out into the darkness where the Elder was. And Uhtred's like, I'm going to send 12 people to go stab Ulroth. They do. He doesn't die. They decide to put him into a glass case because they're like, okay, um, that's not good. He's been stabbed. They kind of suspect that it was Uhtred, but he wasn't actually there. So they put Ulrah's body in a glass case. By this point, Varana has a gem in her scythe. Medved has gems in his axes. Everybody's kind of fucking around. And Uhtred, Varana, like, confronts Uhtred and is like, hey, dude, you just stabbed our leader. That's not cool. And he's like, actually, it wasn't me. And you can't prove that it was me. But how about you give it a week? And if the enemies dissipate, like they, they aren't attacking anymore, I think maybe Ulroth was leading them. Um, well, he was wrong. The enemies keep attacking. Oh my God. Medved sends a messenger into the night. The messenger returns with a parchment. Medved freaks out, goes out into the night, never appears again. Everybody's fucked. Ulroth, the leader, is in a glass case. The enemies are getting stronger. Medved disappeared. Varana uh, and Uhtred are fighting. And so... You know, shit's just going down. The flame is starting to go out. Everybody's freaking out. Uh, Medved returns in the night, but he's dead now and he's killing everybody. Varana's like, that's my man. That's my husband. Um, at this point, they'd had a kid and sent it back to Calgar because they were like, shit's shit's too messed up here, right? Then one night, uh, all of the boats, like Utrecht had gone into hiding because he knew Varana was going to find him and kill him because he killed Ulroth. Uh, all of the boats that they took to explore disappeared, except for one. They kind of assume that Utred left them there, just, like, betrayed them all. That's why Rog sometimes refers to Utred as, like, the betrayer. Um, he thinks that, well, Verana thinks, because she's, like, the only one left, <laughs> that Utred left with the flame because, oops, the Triskelion flame is missing. But then it turns out that Ulroth is not in his glass case anymore. Varana decides to put gems into her body and try to go find the enemies and go kill the enemies. All these poor people are just like, we don't have the flame. We don't have any of our leaders. Let's just go hide underground in the site that Uhtred was probably hiding in. And that's kind of where I'll have to end it. But basically the moral of the story is uh, the cataclysm, the ball cataclysm, like started it all. Priskelion Flame could purify everything, but then they got corrupted by Virtue Gems and the Elder, and everything got pretty fucked up. Hooray! And just how fucked are we, are you saying? I, I would or give then? it like a really solid, a really solid fucked, because, you know, they they were already pretty powerful, and... Um, we don't really know what happened with with the flame. I mean, we do. I, I know. I don't I don't necessarily want to give full spoilers for everything. I'm, I'm gonna leave some things. And also I left like fucking everything out. There's so much stuff. There's oh, I bet. this video is going to be so stupid long. It's gonna be so stupid long, but at least there's a lot of lore. And going back to last episode, um, I was talking about how I was worried that they were just going to talk about the Calgar people. And for like the first half of the lore, it sounds like it's that. And then as you start reading it, there's, you know, ties to the Vol, ties to Mm -hmm. the Elder, um, and actually potentially ties to the Proto-Vol. What the shit? Or those, uh, I'm just going to say, big ups to that
3: one Vol group that's like, get the hell out of here! Yeah, Wanna touch them gems? No, nah, I'm
2: not doing it. No, no, no. <laughs> they, were, they were just going to die done. in our tombs. We're going to drown it. And, like, literally the Calgar just make notes. They're like, these assholes just drowned themselves so we couldn't get their gold. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> They're like, we're not getting involved. <laughs> we're keeping our gold and we're dipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, no, it's, it's oh a ton of God. stuff. It's a lot more interesting than I thought, but it's literally, like... An insane amount of details and connections and, like, even little things like, oh, they used to be called the Druids of the Circle, but then when Olroth started using a gem for the first time, now Medved can't see into the future anymore. So he says he's the Broken Circle. Like, there's just so many details. Eh, I'm broken, I fucked it all up, and now I'm broken. <laughs> yeah, you done broke the circle of time, dude. You can't use the gems,
0: not even you done once. doofus. <laughs> oh, aren't they the gems that we're yeah. using? Oh, well, we don't well, like to talk about the gems that we're
2: involved in. <laughs> we're using, you know, some of us are using Vol Gems, but back then it would have only been Vol Gems because it was, yeah. you know... Yeah. At time. Don't,
3: don't bring up our gem addiction with the fact that they're good and don't have one.
2: It does you know, make it shouldn't. funny when Danig is like, I don't think the gems have any power. The power was in you all along. Because that's one of the first things he says to you. And you're like, actually, the gems were the downfall of your entire expedition party thousands of years ago. So. Would, you like to show me, would you like me to show you default attack?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, him I'll get face. on that yes. mm. uh, sh- I'm very interested to see where this goes though I love the fact they gave us so many mini bosses along with some you know some. there's a bigger spooky uki situation I don't know about too much
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, honestly like I feel like we thought expedition was going to be really underwhelming but There's a lot of stuff to engage with, like from a lot of different levels. I,
3: yeah, 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 definitely. Our biggest mold points are absolutely currency. And uh, as far as I can tell, at least from all the feedback I've gotten, everybody is mad about the currency, which is understandable. And big mad at the fact that it doesn't show in bright Bold yellow that uh, d- cannot crit or yeah. etc. Right? Oh, all of a sudden you've given them a bunch of block and now they're unstoppable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think oh I, I think the
0: block thing is really. I didn't know how bad that was, and found out yesterday. Um, it wasn't bad they until they fixed it. No, it was and yesterday. They I found it. out yesterday. Oh. Okay. I feel like we've spent quite a bit of time on high... Yeah, what's the name of the league? Expedition? I don't know why I was going to call he it heist. Heist. <laughs> he heist. Heist. <laughs> heist. I don't know. There are so many <laughs> Expedition. With um, okay. Exped- Hexposition. Hexpedition. Mm. Uh, which is kind of taken away from the amount of time that we can talk about overall changes to the game. So... Maybe if you re- feel really strongly on, on a particular topic, do you have anyone that we, we should just like hundred percent hit? Because otherwise, I think this like this could be a four hour show.
1: I just have one quick one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if they're gonna make ailment immunity in general difficult across all the different things, they need to universalize the language used for it. Like I'm not talking yes. about like avoid slash reduce. I'm talking about like there are other mm-hmm. ailments in the game. And yep. I don't want to just be freeze and chill immune. I want to be freeze, chill, and brittle immune. And mm-hmm. there's only two ascendancies that can do that right now, and that's not fair.
2: I really I like hot take brittle and scorch hate. and those ones just need to be explained better.
1: Mm. I mean, I don't it's just like we should, there should be generic immunity if they are like now going yeah. to be part of the game. And it's mm-hmm. something that we have to actively solve for. Like, I just, I don't know. Right. Having if the crafts and then, element. yeah, having you know, like they they genericized all of the indications of it on the passive tree to say cold ailments. It needs to be across the board. That's it. That's the Absolutely.
2: take. Seriously, I'm mean, uh, just very quick on that. Like I'm, I'm glad that they uh changed the flasks to be one second to four seconds. I think that that was. Nice, but I still think it's sort of a bit um, delusional to think that we're ever going to be reactive with our flasks. I can't see shit. I'm playing consecrated path totems. (laughs) All I see is shiny circles and leaping slam boys. I can't tell, unless I'm standing perfectly still with no totem summoned, what ailment I have. Hmm
3: yeah yeah even the little sidebar thing doesn't really show it particularly well but i have a i have a real spicy take that nobody will like i feel that this ailment immunity business that we all have such an issue with if it's such a big problem just cap it at 75 percent. and nobody can get pure ailment immunity and call it a fucking day all right let's just be done with the whole ailment nonsense and just do it that way if they want to be all specific with this wording and not this way just yeah, be done with it <laughs> that does seem you like don't, what they want. You don't want us to be ailment immune. So just cap it out at 70-85%. Let me get shocked 15% of the time. That's going to suck, but I mean... That's what flasks are for. That, that's what the flasks are for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I just, like, at this point, I, with the, that I don't care. I'm really glad that they reduced the mana, especially... Just a random little target. Swift brand got unjustly mana multied out the ass, and they got rid of it by, like, 20%. And I say thank you, because, like, I'm the only person that you... Everybody hates it. They're like, you got to click more. I like it. I I feel engaged with the brand when I click it more. (laughs) So (laughs) I like it. (laughs) And they nerfed it unjustly on the mana, but they brought it back. I found it really hilarious that they immediately peddled back on the mana Mm -hmm. issue. And it feels... Better, but it's still, you know, it's still a a nuisance.
1: Yeah, it's something you have to think about now, but it's not, it doesn't feel so punishing. Like before, honestly, if you didn't have like at least a level eight clarity or something like that, like worked into your build and Mm take like a Lyra, even if you don't need the crit multi, like you were screwed.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you just, especially if you were so poor, poor Marauder
2: boy, like I literally literally took a Lyra because I was a Marauder. It's not nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I got my necklace you, on. You need uh, those skill points. <laughs> I had to get intelligence yeah. gear because yeah. I needed clarity and I yeah. also needed a Lyra. And I was like, this isn't the way. This is not the way of the Karui. <laughs> this is, well, this is why I don't even understand making him a chieftain in the first
3: place and then making him struggle with fireball in, in things that he can't get unless he specs all the way around his tree in some dumb maneuverable way. Yeah. And yet they're like, spell damage for marauders, by the way. It's like, tell me how to pass then you know to actually get the int for it please i would i would like to do this
0: could you imagine a world in which poe actually told you how to path? that would be so weird absolutely not then i'd have d3 and i'd be like i got five buttons what am i doing this one cool i just
2: want them (laughs) to like use more specific wording so that i actually know what the fuck is covered by what they're talking about. It's actually really
0: hilarious. Honestly, I feel like that is the theme for everything to do with the changes, the new direction of the game, and also all the stuff that they communicate um, around the outside of the game, like anything that Chris says, anything that they write and publish, or, you know, the upcoming Bay baicloss. The game demands an extremely rigorous and strict... um, Precise interpretation of language and yet, in and of itself, is wildly inconsistent. You cannot be so rigorous with your language use and so, you know, not necessarily literal, but yeah, like very narrow. With what that can possibly mean and yet have so many situations where they can conflict. There's no real glossary well, that would explain half of that shit. The help menu exists, but like who wants to engage with that? Like at this point we're looking at, you know, wikis and PWEDB and having it explain us explain to us that way, but all also there are many times in which uh a definition doesn't actually quite apply because it's bugged or it doesn't it was never programmed correctly oh. into the game in the first place like
3: definitely the bugs but with the number one thing you have to remember about ggg is they mean exactly as they write it and sometimes that can be conflicting but then you have to find out which writing would trump over the other writing yes it's the battle <laughs> of the writings <laughs> yeah exactly so you're like So you have to make sure, okay, well, which one has like a never to which one has a sometimes to then you can maybe find the correct wording within it. But it's like, it's, it's hyper specific. And on the surface, that sounds easy. Yeah, I could follow simple instruction. I could read exactly what that says. No fire damage. However, then you make it interact with this thing. And next thing I know... Sometimes fire damage, maybe? Sometimes fire damage? <laughs> like, it's just how it is. It's just, it's just, uh, it, they, they just have, t- they could really use less words to talk about what they mean.
0: Just Actually, I mean. think they, they, they make their own mess by, by being so convoluted with the language.
3: Dude, I tried to read what Trinity Support did, and I completely missed the point, and I did not have it on correctly. But I was just like, what is all this words? Just tell me how do I plug it in. <laughs> just like, what is all this? But only if it's this within this, And uh, no, then no, I'm like, I don't want to even look at it anymore. Uh, I'll figure it out later, though, because I am very curious how to use it. I want to use it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, there's too many words. Like... It's too complicated and too convoluted when they could say something so much simpler. Like, say, instead of recently, every four seconds. Now we know.
0: Mm. hmm Please say what you mean. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't leave it open to interpretation.
3: Um, that's the thing, though. They do say what they mean. However, they said what they meant on that other thing. And now, somehow, those things, they both mean that yeah but together it's something new (laughs) oh no so frustrating
0: um I'm not really sure about the rest of the show like if we really want to get into the specific changes and how they've affected you or if you guys want to just like pull out a couple of key points Stay there now, and then listen to this show that's going to happen with Chris tomorrow, and maybe reconvene on the overall direction of the game in a new episode. Yeah. Normally, I wouldn't plan as part of the episode, but I feel like it needs to be said that we actually uncovered so much information about Expedition that it's sort of become the bulk of the episode.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And we're melting.
0: Yes, you guys are melting. Um. Yeah. Well uh, yeah, okay. So i I think the main things to cover in regards to 315, I, I'm just gonna say what my feeling is. Being like, I feel a lot more janky in the game. Janky. Um, I feel like there's a lot of times where I I get hit and I'm stuck and I haven't got a way to fix that quite yet. Um, or I ran out of mana, or I like everything just feels like there's stops and i know that that's that can be combat with better build design and i spent a lot of time um not yesterday but the day before uh working about on the direction and understanding exactly how to build and how this this character is going to look right but i'm a little worried that i'm not actually going to be able to level at to 95 so that it has all the skill points that it needs to get to that point because i'm dying a lot um, that's where I'm at, and that's me on my first character. Um I want to get it to a good point, but right now it feels really bad and it's not because it's a bad build. I just haven't quite solved all of the problems that GGG has presented with us with these changes. That's
2: I will say the biggest say. thing I'm looking forward to is them making it so we can remove instilling orb crafts on the. Crafting bench because I've rolled twenty five on one flask and I cannot hit use when freeze and it's just it's worse. I wish I cannot wait to take off that craft because it keeps using my flask when I don't want it to. No, and I'm like twenty five orbs in and it's stuck on poisoned, which is a different flask than it uses. Oh my god, I'm, I'm looking forward to it so much because it's been so frustrating because it's my freeze flask. And now it gets used oh when another God. thing happens, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. That's my light at the end it's of the terrible. tunnel there. It's bad. It's terrible. I'm glad they're fixing that, though, because those orbs have a lot of different mods that they can roll. Yes, they do.
3: Yes.
0: Mm. Mm, well. did, did you have a thing that you wanted to pull out about the game, Val? About the game? Yeah, like a point. You know what?
3: Tell you, I haven't really had to deal with the flask problem because I'm cheesing it right now. I'm either a Pathfinder, well, I'm Ascendant that uses Pathfinder, so that's pretty cheese, right? And then the other build, I'm just using a Overflowing Chalice with increased duration when... uh, Actually, now I, I have it used when I use the adjacent flask, so it just allows me to gain charges for all my other flasks. And the overflowing chalice doesn't gain charges anyways. So, why not just mm. put on the enkindling, which makes it go longer? Yeah. And then, nice. yeah, so you can get like 12 seconds of flask recharge, which is pretty hefty in a goddamn map. <laughs> but so, yeah. I've, I've been cheesing it the entire time, and that's why I haven't really noticed any of that. So, if I, I'm like, literally, a sulfur flask, overflowing chalice is in there now. <laughs> like, pretty much. Thanks. Um, the ROAs, the mudflat ROAs, I'll tell you guys a little fun fact. They're fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, I had to, go, I had to swear really hard about it, because they're actually bullshit. They're bigger, so their hitbox is bigger, which means their collision is bigger, and they no longer leash, which means they'll follow you all, all over the entire mudflats. And yesterday, when I rolled my scion, I died in the mudflats, and I deleted the scion, and I rolled again, because so I got so mad. <laughs> I got so mad about the no-leashing Huge collision roas in mudflats. Like, I'm actually malding. I'm just like, I'm just completely malding about their massive collision. I don't know how I'm gonna go. Are we doing the gauntlet? Is it too
0: hard? Uh, uh roas. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my god, I'm actually confused. I'm actually, oh, I'm a little, co- I'm really concerned for y'all with the gauntlet.
3: No, oh, me yeah. too. Me too. I feel this very strongly. Oh man, that's my points. Fucking <laughs> God goddamn them.
0: Uh, BK, I know you. You got one point out. Did you have anything else?
1: Uh, I, I don't entirely. You know, I'm. I'm not like dismayed that there's more problems to solve in particular builds um like solving for cost and doing some of these other things like all right i i, I understand like fundamentally this is a direction that they they're taking things and that's fine i'm interested to see like more looking forward like i can accept this as long as 3.16 also brings in some other stuff and i guess that's kind of what we'll get from chris hopefully on wednesday with the Bay Class episode is like I want more of like a timeline of like what we can expect on the other side of the changes because like I yeah. understand the changes that are happening to us as players and like this hurts now but like fundamentally this is healthy I guess-ish for the game mm-hmm. over like for the longer period of time like yeah. this exists in other games as far as like number crunch and level crunches mm-hmm. and stat crunches like I've, I've lived through these changes before and as yeah. far as having like a build reduced by like 40 to 60 percent like they did me dirty in 3.9 man i won't ever forgive them like i've (laughs) already been through this with my favorite archetype so like i know i'll survive (laughs) i just (laughs) (laughs) i will be strong (laughs) so but i just i'm i'm really wanting to know like how this fits in the larger equation of what's going to happen to the game in these like next two years or so before we get poe two. And I guess my biggest concern is monster damage.
3: Well, with the stat crunching, with the great stat crunching, comes the great overpowering. Like, remember cluster jewels? You like them so much, we put a cluster in your cluster. Now you can cluster that cluster up and bam, 1800 notables.
2: Oh, (laughs) my (laughs) God. Oh, my God. Endless cluster chains. Can you imagine? Pray for path of building. crew. So stupid. But yeah, I do. I do agree. There will probably be an upswing
0: uh, as like a little peace offering after this league changes. <sighs> okay, my thinking going into this like discussion that they're going to have with Chris, and probably as a like a couple of ending notes for this show is that as a player base, we want. Um, I think we want two things from. GGG, we want transparency. Um, You know, you don't have to, to like, invite us into the office and, like, show us the innermost workings of the fridge. Like, I don't care that much. But, yeah, the the idea of, like, showing us what you're planning on doing, if you don't want to reveal all the information, perhaps the methodology behind why you're planning to do things that way uh, would be a good stopgap. Um, uh, more, more share, sharing of the, uh, the process by which you plan to get to your end game so that we can feel like we're part of it. Cause right now I feel like we're all just, it's all just happening at us and we feel very passive. And that's why a lot of players might feel like they're like kind of reverting into a victim state. uh, I that- do have. So yeah, the transparency thing, and then also uh, follow through.
3: I do have to state on that though, like comparatively to other companies, especially now of their size, like we get a lot of information from them, and they don't have to do like comparatively to the- now. Does that mean they shouldn't be better than all those other companies? Yeah, because no, they're, I,
0: they've I always been pretty GGG. great with us. They are better than all those other companies, and that's why we hold well. That's them to why this we stuff. expect well, yeah, th- exactly, we hold them to this, this standard. So, yeah, but do we should
3: we be the kind of people that just say, Yeah, you should listen to that? First, they've never listened to the players, they've given us some concessions, mm. but they've always held true to their vision, even if we hated it. Uh, because I cannot tell you, <laughs> remember the first time. They nerfed uh e s down from like a thousand e s pieces down to eight hundred and people were like they ruined the game they destroyed e s no e s build's going to be viable again with eight hundred chess pieces instead of a thousand you know, and they said that 's too bad. it was too overpowered. they just did it right People were molding about it <laughs> like okay. everybody was pissed, but he- generally they we don't like i don't think that we should necessarily hold them to the virtues of being a singular person when they're a corporation that's goal is to make money and follow out what their vision is. You know, they could absolutely dog us like, uh, you know, some other companies do, but they, they don't like sanguinate business.
0: Okay. I, I understand why you're saying that, but my, my, my concern is that even though they are a corporation and their goal is to make a profit, say what of that, mm. you will i understand that we live in a capitalist society and everybody needs money to live on um like do you think blizzard listens
3: to like diablo listens I to their don't player care.
0: honestly i don't think it matters then why do you I, no like i don't then
3: why should it matter for them who have their own vision right like why do they get held because the they've game. done it
0: i'm not saying to change the game no. though
3: but you're saying listen to the players, and whenever we do that, we fall no, into the oh my god!
0: But like you, you okay? Let me let me please explain what I meant by listen to the players because I didn't actually say listen to the players. You just kind of put that in my mouth, and so is chat. Um, so I think I miscommunicated what I was trying to say. I said this is what's important to the players. If they didn't care about like trying to explain themselves and trying to appease the player base, they wouldn't go to the effort of making this show tomorrow with or the next day with the boys. Like. The fact that they hold themselves to this standard um, and that we means that we can also hold them to this standard. And I'm not saying that means that um, players can, you know, write a detailed way of how to fucking program the game. I so don't think players know the answer to their problems.
3: Are you sure? No. I've read a lot of Reddit posts. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I do can. not... But, like... I, from the last six months journey that I've been on learning how to be a UX designer and from what I know and am inside me, like just the way that I think and work on things, I just don't, I don't think we know what the answer is, but I think that there is so much cool potential with the way that social media works, the way that community, community management works, the way that marketing and PR Interspersed with our digital platforms and how we relate to this company, that we can have a somewhat quasi human to human relationship.
2: So, without treating them like any other game that I've ever had, because that's usually kind of a membrane that's between the two groups that's not even, yeah, it's completely opaque between most. Like, you can. For most games, you can have as yeah. much feedback and criticism as you want, and it's just bouncing off a wall. There's absolutely no fucking chance yep. that anybody is going to see that or even if they see it, that it's ever going to be considered, whereas that's very different here.
0: Yeah, and I'm I just think so they, they keep getting into these open dialogues with everyone, and if you're going you, you, you know, you're directly engaging on the Reddit with community members and with people who are developers or community team. Like, we are talking to the humans behind this um, what I want to know is they have this like vision of what Peewee 2 is, which is based on mm-hmm. the original vision of what Peewee was. And then yeah. we, we stray from this track. Myself, Noodle, and BK have always been on this current strayed path. So we don't know the yeah. previous, what it felt like mm-hmm. to be on the previous path. But we are mm-hmm. um, experiencing how that how that could look and i just like i don't know how much of it is them picking the wrong pieces and combining those pieces as 315's patch and how much of it is them not giving us the right tools to deal with the problem and and then combine combining it with like buffing the overall threat of what we fight against
3: i'm about to tell you guys a secret And I hope that if GGG is listening to this, they don't take it to heart. And I don't want anybody to take what I'm about to say to be the actuality of it. But I have serious concerns about Poe 2 because I personally don't think that this generation of Path players will like it if they're going back to Poe (laughs) 1. Like, if they want to go back. Right? Like, I just don't because it's a whole other. it's, It's, it's. We like. The pace we generally like the pace we're at now, and for what it was, it's rather slow before and deadly, uh, very deadly before, even an axe and so on. So that's for, for me, I have my own concern, but don't don't form your opinions based on what I said there. Okay, I'm just wanting you to know. I'm just
2: they they. Yeah, for me personally, it's like they're talking about the old times and like having a vision based Mm. on how it was originally. And it feels like when you're trying to listen to your grandpa tell you a story, and he's telling you about how things were, (laughs) and you can kind of picture it, I guess, but you still weren't there and you still yep. don't know what that's like and so it's like they're talking about oh the telephone and it was so much fun on the telephone and you're like but I have a cell phone oh, yes, grandpa and I don't yeah want the, the thing telephone. Is, I
0: actually do have a but lot of nostalgia for like days that were like I'm really proud of being a 90s baby growing up actually having right, to memorize my home phone number and my best friend's if your grandpa's phone number.
2: telling you about the 60s and saying it was great and you weren't born in the 60s you can you only base that off like. of yeah okay if that's you, what I'm saying I'll is that we you. don't know what he's talking he keeps saying about I'm taking you to this vision of this place Ready? Neither you, I, or BK were present for. So yeah. it's like uh, I don't know. We're talking like about
3: it. a rotary phone versus speed dial.
2: I don't <laughs> like either of those.
3: I love rotary phones. How could you say
2: this? I guess they're kind of fun, but they're so yeah. slow. <laughs> That they're
0: so slow. <laughs> I guess I liked them when I would like play house as a kid. Do I that <gasps> just, for I love rotary fans. There is It tactile sensation to that, but yeah, That's you're gonna get it's RSI. Really tact- oh, you head. are gonna get RSI from that fucking rotary On phone. On the phone? Yes. Actually, you, have you used to, do to this doing this nine times to get your entire digits out.
3: You used to get serious neck issues from holding a phone like this and doing that. That's basically what it is to headphones for a headset now. Like <laughs> going like this, and <laughs> well, now you can't believe free. That
0: the, the the like RSI elements that overlap between the phone, al- analogy in this fucking game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, all intentional. It yes, this was um, very yeah. well
0: but constructed scenario. What I think scenario. there is like the solutions that I was talking about: the transparency, My the uh, b- <laughs> the ability to be able to use your your community management, your PR, and all that uh, to engage with your playbase is doesn't mean, like, capitulating to everything that Playbase asked for. I mean, saying we're going on a journey that we don't know what the destination is, so you need to, like, engage us more in that journey so that we feel invested in the outcome. I'm here. Like, I want to see this through with PoE, with GGG. I am I root for them. Um, I said in the Bay Class yeah. chat chat la- yesterday, like, if GGG can't save this game, who the fuck can? Because, like, they are kings of this type of gameplay. Whether it was P.O.E. original vision or P.O.E. currently. Or P.O.E. 13. They made this. Oh. No one else has been capable of doing that. So there's no one else who could really get it to the point that it's going to be at.
3: There's so many people that have come along the way with so many new ideas and so on. And their vision is just elaborated to a big monster with yeah. spaghetti code. Yep. You know? and things to delete
0: (laughs) thank you everybody for joining i think we covered some really good information about the uh expedition league and we got to talk about some really cool um elements of what they're doing with path of exile royale and also about the direction of the game but i think that once we're getting to this giant conversation about the direction of the game um a little bit more time to listen to what Gigi has to say is going to inform our conversation. So we can pick this up after with a bit more nuance and understanding. So uh, thanks for listening all the way to the end. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, And I guess we got you hook, line and sinker. We will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.